Hey everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter and joining me as always is Matt. I forgot how a countdown works, apparently. And I was going to take a drink of coffee and then it was time for intro. (laughs) Good to know. Carter's here as well. Yeah, what's going on? Pete forgot the intro to a show that's a hundred stupid amount of episodes in. This is episode 147 for the record. It's because we did TV Multiverse last, and I almost said that intro instead. That's why I paused after DC, because I usually see DC TV podcast on that show. So I, at the moment, at the moment, I went, wait, that's not that one. That's not this one. Stop it. Course correct. <sighs> So yeah, we talk about DC Comics on this show. Coming up on this week's very late episode, we have Batman 67, Justice League 20, Aquaman 46, and Naomi issue 3. And that concludes the new issues that we'll be talking about this week, which is a very different show from last week. Uh, however, as it's a late week, me and Connor are both doing Patreon punishment issues. Uh, Connor's going to be looking at Red Hood Outlaw number 30, and then both of us will be looking at Nightwing 53. Uh, well, I'll explain those when we get to them. Uh, but now normally we ask for questions on this week because it is such a late week however yeah. Matt has to be done earlier this week so we're just going to accept that it's going to be a, a quieter show um, if worse comes to worse he may have to leave before we do our punishment issues although we got to start a little bit earlier than we thought we would so I think we'll be fine but yeah I think we'll be okay um, yeah yeah. And, uh, and don't worry that this is a light week because next week you get an extra yeah, next week there's two episodes because next week's Detective yeah. Comics 1000. You get a yeah, special. Which I'll, I'll be on half the episodes next week. Yeah, you'll be on. I'm going to WonderCon. You'll be on the Detective 1000 episode, but you won't be on the regular mm-hmm. episode. That's right. correct. Yes, you're away at the weekend. But hopefully, I'll get all my stuff read so I can send you. I'm just, seeing, I'm just seeing what comes out next week. Quite a lot. Yeah. It's a week four. Yeah. Oh, I'm missing Dial H. Oh, no. Dial H number one. Oh, and Shazam. Oh, dear. <sighs> That's right. I get to go see Shazam today, so I suck that's okay. it. <laughs> You're the worst. I'm not the worst. I can't help it that I they sent me an email that they're doing early showings in my area. Matt, Matt, do you do you, what you get for seeing Shazam today? What sales figures? So that'll take us neatly on son of a bitch <laughs> to sales figures for the month of February. It's all right. I just had all, whenever someone says son of a bitch, I have an all my reaction to reach for my drink, and I was like, nope, don't have to. Man, and I'm missing another Heroes in Crisis, which makes me the Connor of Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but eh, who cares? Yeah, but eh, nah, I, I care. I don't think you want to be the Connor of anything. That's just no, no, no. My true. point is, yeah, Heroes in Crisis, right? Compared to Doomsday Clock, that that matters way more. Yeah, I know. It, no, it does. Doomsday Clock's better. No, no question. But hey. What, what do we think was number one in the month of, of February? Was there a doomsday clock? There was not a doomsday clock. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a shorter month to do. So. I actually don't know anymore what month is there. And, and we have the shifted, right? Shifted schedule. Because of, of January still. Does that still impact that? No, no. no. Week back five, to normal. So back to normal. Yeah. Some sort I'm going to take a guess it's a... Huh? I said some sort of Batman. Yeah. Some no. sort, some sort of Batman actually is correct. Uh, it's it's that stupid book that Pete dropped. Huh? <laughs> it is indeed the Batman who laughs. Yep. Issue yep. three, uh, the only book in February that got over a hundred thousand copies. So, 
That will make you sad. Um, That's real quick, hurt. while we're talking about this, did you guys see Tom King's Uber interaction on Twitter? <laughs> I actually did not. What was this Uber interaction? So he somehow got brought up that he writes Batman, and the Uber driver goes, "Oh, sweet. So like Court of Owls? No. Oh, so Metal? <laughs> no. Oh, so Batman Who Laughs? No. So what did you do? The wedding? How'd you mess that up, man? Uh, it was quite hilarious. Yeah. So it was. Um, uh, but yeah. Why wouldn't you say war jokes and riddles or say? Well, because you just it, you just know the wedding. That's the one that people know yeah, will, will recognize. Yeah, because that's the pop culture-y one. Yeah, you know, I don't like, know. I'd be avoiding that one. Although yeah. it, it's obviously someone who's obviously read, you know, Court of Owls, Metal, and and you know. Uh, or they at least have a passing familiarity with what's going on. Yeah, yeah. That, Probably know. knows enough that have recognized War of Jokes and Riddles. Yeah. Although weirdly didn't recognize the difference between Snyder and King. So right. who knows? Maybe maybe there's a weird level there that I didn't realize. Existed. Yeah, I mean, no, I think there is. I think there's a casual comic level where they don't really pay attention to writers like we do. Yeah, yeah. no, I think, though, that... There was a level where if you if you're paying attention enough to be aware of every story that's happening, you know, because th- th- mm-hmm. that's all the big ones oh, of the last. That's you know, that's how I was when I only read Wizard back before we had like decent comic shops close yeah. to me. All my comic info came from Wizard magazine, I've, so like I knew who Grant Morrison was, but like I didn't know what he was writing all the time, you know. And at one point, because they were both had written Flash, I got Morrison and Mark Wade confused. Which now, being a longtime comic fan, mm. how does that happen? You know. Yeah. yeah, very different. So, I think I think especially with Batman, I think there's a, a type of person who just goes and buys all the Batman comics and probably doesn't pay yeah. attention to who's writing them. Yeah, it probably so, is. Yeah. So that's that's probably who this guy is. But um, I mean, I'm just making some yeah. leaps here. There, there was another uh, thread going around of give me your top five misspellings of your name. And I think Tom King just put Scott Snyder in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's that was lot, him. It was either him or Tynan. I can't remember, but it was someone who's written Batman. What, and I thought what that was pretty cool. really annoyed me is I don't think Tom Taylor did it. But the reason I bring this up, this is relevant, is yeah. because the day after that was going around comics yeah. Twitter, um, someone uh, tagged, you know, someone tweeted going, hey, I love Mr. Miracle. Thanks, Tom Taylor. Yeah. And he was like, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's great. He's I, I officially I don't know if you guys saw this, but I officially made him our patron saint of the podcast. Uh, I saw that. Yes, I, I like how you didn't consult anyone, but no. I'm okay with it. So, hmm. and, and it fits, and he liked it. So, uh, sure, I need to pull my button. Oh, Tom Taylor. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, and I feel that it fits. You know, like he, of course, he's going to take credit. For Mr. Miracle. Because we were too, right? Like, I appreciate a good tangent as much as the next guy, but I feel like we're avoiding sales talk here. There's some, there's some active, there's some active deflection going on here, and I'm not having it. Not I, on my show. I, I had a supervisor once that I would do that too, that he would come to talk to you, and as long as you brought up sports, he would forget why he came to talk to you. He so was I was a master at that. Mm, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do anything about that. Anyway, number two was Batman 64, number three was Batman 65. So, wow. top three top sorts three, of Batman. Huh? Yep, that's, that's, that's how, how it goes. Number that's four, 
Venom number 11. Mm. That's the best-selling Marvel book last month. Yeah. That's cool. Was it the 90s? Batman and Venom at the top of the charts? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number five was Heroes in Crisis number six. Number six is Amazing Spider-Man 15. Seven's Uncanny X-Men 12. Uh, Eight is The Flash 64. Oh, nice. I kind of hope that... uh, Well, that's because that was the Batman tie-in, right? Yeah, although notably 65 is down at 16, which is funny. that Uh, People bought it for the Batman crossover, and then after reading a couple of them went, you know what, I don't need to finish this crossover. I don't blame them. Well, that's not how it happened, is it? No. With the ordering, ordering, it's the shops going, do you know what, people are going to be dropped off by then. Yeah. Yeah. They, They were making that prediction. Matt, do me a favor, check your make settings on Skype, will you? Get a little mm-hmm. bit of background ambience crackling up. Uh, let me move. Let me move my phone. Was that all ten? That wasn't. No, I was just. I was just eight. Um, is it, it almost sounds like you've got like a, a drink fizzing next to the mic or something like that. I I don't because I don't have any yeah. bubbles this morning, and my <laughs> drink's over on the side. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. That's getting louder. All right. Technical faults were resolved. So. <laughs> Number nine was in Canny X Men Eleven. Uh, notably, twelve did better than eleven, although eleven was an eight dollar book. But I still think it's interesting that they ordered yeah. more. No, I, no I, I get it. They ordered a, a fair amount of eleven, and I went, "Not everyone's buying this." There's some who's, of them are just going to skip it because of the price. But twelve. Who's yeah? Good. Who's who's writing Uncanny right now? Uh, Matthew Rosenberg is. Rosenberg, as I thought, which I should go back and check out because I did in, enjoy his Phoenix mm. uh, mini. No. It's not bad. Cora Cor- dropped it. Uh, it's, it's not the best thing in the world. But yeah, if you, I, if you I'm still man. backlogged on it, my Marvel books this week. So. It does a thing where on the first issue, it's like uh, every X Men story is the same. I'm like, and then it proceeds to be the same story. Yeah, but that's meta. That's fine. <laughs> it's better if it breaks it. It, it didn't. Um, you don't know how it's going to end. It could be different by the end. Oh, oh I'm sorry. If the last, the last issue is different, it's still the same bloody story. Well, now they're owned by Disney, so that's, that's true. Fox Disney deal did finalize. It's actually it's official. Ripley is a princess. That's that's not. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of those already. And like, <laughs> how long has this news been going on? Like the the acquisitions, like a year and a half now, right? Look, I don't need Cara's cynical douchebaggery. Uh, all I'm saying is that went around at the Star Wars acquisition because. Leia was already a princess. Right. That's, that, 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 that's how this worked. You don't just, oh, you're owned by Disney, you're now a princess. Kevin McAllister is a Disney princess and I will not hear anything else to the contrary. <laughs> you're a deluded idiot. Do you think I give a shit about who's considered a Disney princess? I think a D- Disney princesses are the most pointless piece of fiction in the goddamn planet. Almost Someone hasn't seen Wreck It Ralph two yet, huh, Connor? Almost uh. as pointless as Lord of the Rings. So <laughs> you take that back. I'll not have you be smirched Rapunzel's name like that. <laughs> Good sir, <laughs> she's fantastic. I love Tangled. Tangled. I won't even. Yes, and also Ripley's more important than Princess Leia, so it's fine. Um... <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she is. Don't uh, one from me. Sorry, how, how many how many movies did she get? 
Oh yes, yeah, because that's not even about the quantity. Yeah, 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 because that's that's how you judge the importance of someone, the quantity of films they end up in. Yes. Because there was yeah. four, and and Leia has five, so it's not like it's that much better. Yes, and one of Leia's was a uh, Last Jedi, so I mean, you know. I'll still take. I'll take the worst Star Wars over Alien Resurrection. Oh, I, no, 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 no! I would <laughs> happily watch Alien Resurrection over any of those prequels. Any Even David Fincher didn't want anything to do with Alien Three. Should I have his name taken off of it? <laughs> so. Still better than Attack of the Clones. Entertainment out of the prequels. Yeah, but Leia's not. But see, your Pete, this is where your logic is faulting you. Leia's not in Attack of the Clones. Oh no, I know. But we're now we're debating the the Carter's or two. What are you? What are you said? What are you said that you would rather watch Last Jedi over any of those four Alien movies? Now, if you'd said over Alien Covenant, you may get an argument out of me. You may get a fighting chance. No, because we're comparing Leia to Ripley, right? That's the original conceit of this debate, correct? Sure. I mean, I still rather watch both Alien Three and Resurrection more than uh, Last Jedi, but I mean that's that's that uh, teared up there. But then again, I would rather watch Alien and Aliens over any Star Wars movie. So, but see, but see, I I understand those ones. Those are the good ones. <laughs> I, I get it. Like, hey, Alien, I, Alien. My, my original point is, I will take a bad Star Wars movie every time, any time, over, over a bad, a bad Alien movie. movie. Yeah, a- Alien Resurrection is actually not bad until the last act. That's not true. Up until she has sex with the alien, it's not bad. <laughs> I-, I think you've just made our point for us. Oh boy. Anyways, we're, we're sidetracked. We gotta... uh, I-, I was actually going to make a point about the-, the sales thing, or a query on the sales thing. Yeah. That happened, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, look. Would, would you consider. This is wonderful. The internet is actually muting Connor for me, and I don't hear what you're saying. It's just great. Uh, so I, last week, I, I had a bit of a sad week, and I watched Wayne's World to pull myself out, mm-hmm. and they do that where they order improperly to try to get it free. Yeah. That's what Connor just did. What's going on? We only got every other word. Yeah, you're basically just cutting out constantly for a second. What the hell? All these tech issues come from his side of the things today. It's just... I'm going to punch this computer in a minute. No, I'm not. It's brand. You're also quiet than you were before. You're too, yeah. too quiet mm-hmm. now. Nothing has changed on my... I'm, I'm hardwired into a sound card. The volume does not change. Maybe that's your problem. <laughs> What was your query? Tech, but... Repeat your query. <laughs> I was wondering if if it could be considered that Heroes in Crisis was a bit disappointing in that an event is getting less than regular is... of Batman and, and even Venom. But but see, this is my, my take on, on events anymore. Is, is Heroes in Crisis really an event or is it just a big story? I mean, I think it is technically an event. Um... I mean, issue six was seventy nine thousand. I mean, because because I because I look at metal and see that it impacts things line wide. Yeah. And I, and it's like, yeah, that's an event, you know. But it seems like Heroes in Crisis is kind of contained, kind of like Identity Crisis. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't call Identity Crisis an event. I you can't. Know? I can't remember what the numbers were for the previous issues, you know, because as much as Matt likes to joke about robot. 
<laughs> I, yeah. I can't actually remember all those figures. But yeah. I'm going to assume it's been gradually declining since issue one, mm-hmm. and therefore the implication is clearly that people have tried it and didn't like it, and it's been yeah. dropping because of that. Or or they're going to just read it as a full go, like James, who initially he dropped it because he didn't like the first issue, but the more we've talked about it in, in the group... Mm the more he's been interested in, in seeing how this plays out, but he's just going to wait till it's done. You know? So I'm wondering how many of those fans are out there too. Connor's, that's why it's declining. Connor's Googling how to do audio. <laughs> no, I was, I was just trying to see if I could get the, the sales figures up, but no one's collated them nicely for yeah. me. That, that uh, joke was even funnier to me personally because Connor actually has a degree in music and sound. <laughs> <laughs> yes, shut up. I was trying to brush over it. <laughs> didn't want to make myself look bad. Uh, I did see this. Obviously, um, we got like a year on sales uh, uh, for a bunch of you know stuff comparisons um, for for comic sales, and uh, a lot of it's up. Like the overall figures are up. It's mm. it's trending upwards. It's looking good for the industry as a whole. Is uh, somewhat surprisingly to many people. Yeah, uh, you know, it's good comics being sold, so good comics do yeah. well, and yeah. I, don't, I, yeah. guess I don't really have much more to add to well, it. Well, and, and you look since last year, there's been quite a turnover in, in creatives too. I mean, Bendis has come to to DC, and guys at Marvel have kind of stepped up, kind of like guys in DC had years ago. Yeah, more. So it it creates this excitement, you know, like. I started reading more Marvel books. Pete started reading more Marvel books. Yeah, Marvel. You know, so that have, just only adds to sales. They definitely you know? have more going on at Marvel right now. That I think it's interesting for a way to yeah. read people than they did a year you and a half ago. Yeah, and and I've only dropped my DC reading by a couple. So you know, even though I swore that I was going to read less comics this year, I started <laughs> reading more. But it helps that they're mostly digital, so they're not taking up space. That's how I rationalize it. Um, mm-hmm. They don't take up digital space. But yeah, it makes sense. I I know some friends that have just outright cut comics where they're only getting like one a week, you know. So it's weird. I wonder if like the expanse into the bookstores or newsstands has had that impact where yeah. they're just I'm, more places, so more people are picking them up. I'm probably reading more comics than I ever have uh, monthly. Even even though I, you know, over the course of the show, I've dropped a relatively you know big handful of DC books that I've not been following. But you know, I've picked up slack in in other areas. You know, Marvel image dark horse i'm reading consistently every month at the minute yeah. boom you know uh so overall i'm definitely reading more than than that i used to yeah I, I don't think i've ever read as much as i do right now um so much so it led to a second comics book pod- podcast called yeah. elsewhere on the multiverse if you want to hear me and car talk about marvel and well, image and, 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 and everything else yeah and i'm looking at stuff like like this like immortal hulk one is on its fourth printing like yeah I don't think Hulk's been like that in the last couple of years. You couple know, we're, decades, we're getting... probably. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Maybe, I don't maybe, go back maybe to the Star run. Yeah, yeah. I would say like the Planet Hulk stuff. Maybe it was that popular, but you're getting these books that you wouldn't expect to get. Like, you know, third, fourth printing. Die is going on its fifth printing. Yeah. That's a book I haven't even read the first issue of, but the fact that it's getting that is pretty. It amazing. means there are a shitload of people out there reading it. Yeah. Yeah, and so. uh, that's the sort of book that you know typically does really well digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, with you know the, the the specific creator own, they really have their target audience. Uh, that tends to do really well in the bookstore and digitally, and you know well enough in the in the comics stores. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, fifth printing must be doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, anything worth mentioning about sales otherwise? I'm just looking for anything noteworthy that we'd like to point out. Do you want to know where Superman in action are, Matt? <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, Superman's at number 21 with 50,000. Action is at 29 with 44,000. Okay. So I think that's about steady. 30, I'll take it. Yeah, it's a bit steady from I think the previous month. I remember them a bit about there. Wonder Woman yeah. issues are both uh, in the twenties as well, twenty six and twenty seven, with forty six and forty five thousand respectively. So I ain't bad. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of a bored month for sales figures. There's nothing really interesting to get a point out or be like, oh, this is the big shake up or here's the surprising thing or or whatever. Well, be more interesting is looking at some of the newer books that are still early, like Naomi and Shazam and. Where are they falling? Good question. Let me. Um, what else is new? I don't know. Hold on. Yeah. Oh no! You got a Windows noise there because I made a typo. Uh, Naomi issue two was one hundred thirteen with fifteen thousand. Right. I don't. I don't see an issue with that. You know. Like my my only real. Yeah, you know, obviously I have no stake in it. My my looking at it would be, is that enough for them to warrant another miniseries? Uh, sorry, well, confirmed. the fact that it's on Business's imprint, I would say yes. Cause... Well, no, just because it's confirmed until it's solicited, right? Uh, ben just said it was greenlit the day the, the first issue had to go to second print, mm. which tells me that they printed for what they expected it to get, or right. less than even. But yeah, they weren't well, because... expecting a huge run of it. <laughs> I also feel like with Bendis, a lot of the readers that are reading his stuff now read it in trade, too. Awesome. So I, I do know. wonder if, as well, like if it's safe just because it's like, hey, Bendis will let you do yeah. X amount of things that you want to do, and just yeah. as long as you keep doing it's, this, as long as you yeah, keep like if this numbers. wasn't, yeah, if this wasn't in his own imprint of Wonder Comics, then yeah, I would see them like, okay, well, we'll we'll do this another time. But the fact is, kind of like, well, yeah, that was part of the deal when you came over. And I think they're pretty overall happy with what he's doing. I I feel his books are gonna spike. It's worth mentioning that is like less than a hundred copies less than Terrifics from last month, which was, you yeah. know, fair enough. Number one hundred and twelve. That's right above that, and that's gone for at least another five or six issues. So, yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. So you know, um, uh, so. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Nothing else did, super um, exciting. Did, did Wonder Twins start last month? Uh, it did, didn't it? Because we had issue two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number 64 with 27.5,000. Well. Do, do you, what you notice here, actually, is once you get to about 50, like, there's a Everything's lot of... Everything's really close together. Yeah, they're really close. Yeah. Like, there's, like, there's 100, sometimes only 50, 40 copies separating. Do you know what it is? Items. I think a shop will go... Right, so I'll order, you know, 30 copies of Batman, 40 copies of whatever, right? Because, you know, I go, oh, yeah, this is exactly how many, and we'll go, we'll order six of everything else. Just, you know, like, like that, those sorts of numbers, where they'll all from, order exactly from the, the same. From the retailers I follow on Twitter who t- talk about pulling their hair out when they're doing final order cutoffs, I have to imagine it's a bit more f- complex than that. <laughs> I, 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 I am at a lot of time it probably works out very similar. across the For a lot of these smaller books, obviously they'll have a set amount where they order for you know, what customers have Well, this is the thing. A lot of the smaller books, a lot of cut shops don't even order for the shelf anymore. They only order the ones that are actually subbed, and that's it. Uh, beyond the first issue, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, beyond, like beyond issue ones, yeah, but like, like I know, I know a lot of books like they don't even stock issue two unless people actually ask for it because they don't, they don't sell them anymore. Like back issues apparently aren't that. That's where the business is kind of faulting. There's yeah, there's less back like issue demand than there used to be. Yeah, I guess because often they'll be more expensive, uh, depending on where you shop, and then I think somewhat the collector mentality of having every issue like that is going away a little bit as we shift generations. Yeah, because um, you can... Because the accessibility of just, well, I can just read, if I want to read the stories, they're all there digitally. They're all there digitally. Um, it's like, well, I can I can start buying issue 7, go from there and just get the trade when that comes out or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's you know? the other thing I was going to say. Uh, trade reprintings have gotten a lot better, especially from DC's side of things, right? Uh, you know, with all the, the big, thick trades they do. Whereas before, you want... It, you could get a lot of the stuff in trades, but it actually a lot of the time was easier to get the back issues and just hunt them all down and have the singles than it was to right, okay, I need this trade, this trade, this trade, this trade, do all the order. It was easier just to grab all the issues and go, right, here we go. Yeah, but those days are pretty much gone. Uh, Female yeah. Fury's issue one was 26,000, that was at 67. I imagine that'll drop to similar to what Naomi issue two did. With issue we'll, two. Uh, we'll find out in a month's time. Yeah. It seems like that sort of book that's not going to do like super hot, yeah. Uh, numbers wise, uh, I wonder if it's slightly higher, um, in the sense because uh, coming off of Mister Miracle, right? Uh, so you've got like a bit of a connective tissue. Uh, yeah, but you could equally say about Naomi, it's Bendis and it's tying yeah, into you know this other stuff. You could you you can easily make reasons why. Oh, maybe this one will do a bit better, but yeah. So. Ah, there you go. That's sales figures for February. Uh, no real news as far as I'm aware from this week. I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. I had a good skim of no, but couldn't see anything. I, I, I did see Scott Snyder tweeted something out yesterday, and it was a uh, Jorge Jimenez, or George Jimenez, whatever we're calling him now. Jorge. Yeah, he uh, he tweeted out a picture of, of Superman with young John. Um, not, not Ben Disley, you know... Angsty John, so I have no idea what's going on. I don't know if this is a flashback. I don't know if if what, but to, sure made me excited. To be fair to Bendis, I don't think anything with John in his his book yet is, could be described as angsty. No, but I'm talking when I say angsty is the older teen. Yeah, but type. I mean like angsty's yeah. got a negative connotation with it because that because that makes me well, think of, uh, well. Does that make me think of? I just meant this is <laughs> this is bright, smiley, you know, star-eyed John that we got with you know Jimenez early on in Superman and Super Sons. So, uh, and Snyder said coming up in Justice League Twenty Four. So it wasn't like this is just a print that that Jimenez was doing. This seems to have story connotations, but with the Not stuff too that long happened, to wait then till that we'll find out. Yeah. Um, but with the stuff that went on in, in Justice League this week um, and stuff that's going on Anything overall, could happen. I have no idea. And I kind of like it that way. Yeah. Honestly, I, I I think it'll be either a flashback or a vision or something like that. I don't... Like, I, I, I wouldn't have any reason to think it's anything more than that. Especially since we just got older John in main Superman mm-hmm. book. I don't think he's going... I don't yeah. think it's going to be retconning that or yeah. changing it or anything like that. Yeah. So... All right, well, uh, I guess we'll go on to the books then. Uh, we can get swinging into Batman issue 67. 
this was a super quick read. This was uh, Tom King with Lee Weeks and uh, Jorge Foams on the art. So this is almost completely silent. There is just a little bit of narration on the last page, and there's one character who stutters a little bit in the middle. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it is a chase sequence. Batman is chasing down this master assailant. Uh, who I, I was actually trying to try to question at first who it was because I, I saw the hat and I went, wait, is this someone I'm supposed to know? This looks a bit like, uh, yeah. not quite the question, but I was getting kind of like familiar it, vibes. I was getting Rorschach vibes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was getting question Rorschach, uh, Wesley Dodd Sandman. Oh yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, definitely of an era, you know, like yeah, 40s, 50s, noir. But art, I'm just gonna say it is the best thing. Like, this is probably the best Batman art we've had in a while. I mean, low bar, but yes. Oh, true. <laughs> that said, the story and the way this well, plays well, out... Well, low, I... low bar in terms of what? You said the art's not been good uh, recently? When he said no, it was the, it's the best thing. Oh, right, okay. Because yeah. we've had some good art in Batman recently. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I picked up what he was saying. Yeah. Um, um, and to be fair to this uh, issue, like, the art is almost the only thing because yeah. it is so silent. <laughs> Which but tells in... you a lot that it still manages to be ruined. In in the greater context of, of the Batman run, though, I am about tired of these nightmares, and I question King. I know he has a plan, but why why have this long interlude? Uh, I, I almost feel like... I, how many more of these we got? Three? Four? Two, I think. Two? Two. This is only seven parts. I thought it was nine for some reason. No, seven. No. Seven. I almost feel like I just skip those two and not miss anything. I say I can't do that. No, I can't do it, but I feel like I could. Um, it's, uh, it's just very frustrating because the way this one ends, I'm just like, I don't... And after the last issue, which was actually really... I really enjoyed because it did, it, it did dive into that dream logic and we discussed it. But this one, I just... I don't know. Here's the thing. I probably like this the most out of all the Nightmare issues. And... Even over the last one? Yeah, I think so, and th- I think the reason oh. why is because it almost doesn't matter that it's a nightmare issue. It's just a silent chase issue that looks great, and it's got some fun beats on it. Like you know, see when they run through the bedroom and the old couple are kind of like, oh, you know, he's chasing it, them through. There's some comical moments like that. So here's my thing: I think it's a fine issue. Yes. As an out of continuity sequel to yeah. a previous Elmer issue. That, yeah, yeah, it's a, to the Elmer Fudd issue, because that's what this is. Or 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 this shows up, or this shows up in an annual, you know. Like, right, as part hmm. of the okay. No, this is this is the next part of the main yeah. story. What are you playing at? Because because after the what we had with the last one, where we had you know, because we all know these are nightmares from Batman. That it's how he was processing Catwoman leaving him at the the altar. To go to this one, where it just seems like he's chasing the Joker always, like. I don't know how to put those together contextually. Versus the, the the first part before the Flash crossover, where we have these are all the fears of Batman. I think this fear is that he's no matter who he's chasing, it always ends up being him chasing the Joker. Is the same thing that does a disservice to other characters. You know what I mean? Well, you could say that, you could think that, but I, I think yeah. that's, that's what this fear is. It's, it's, it's not King saying definitively that that's true, it's, it's, this is Batman's fear, is that he's always going to be there to be chased, or something, I don't know. Um, I, like, I don't like these, this nightmare, I, I'm, you know, I think we're all officially on the train of this nightmare 
section mm-hmm. being a bit of a weird tangent that's just kind of taking the pacing out of everything. Uh, yeah. Like, I probably liked this one the most because it was just a really simple chase sequence. It had really good art. There was some fun beats in there. And I, I think, I mean, you put it rightly when you say, yeah, if this was like a story in like a, you know, in Detective 1000, if this was, mm-hmm. if this was just one of these out of continuity like short stories or even if it was still 20 pages because it's not even like I'm reading this and going, yeah. ah, I could, I could lose all these pages. It could be short, yeah. but I mean, I don't think it needs to be. No, no, no. I don't care that it's the the pages. Yeah. Like that's fine, because I I like the art. But I'm just talking overall contextually with what we've had so, and what steam we were building. And I just I, oof, I, this just takes the wind out of the sails. I feel. That's the, I, I, I find it hard. To, I find it hard to be negative on this one particularly though, because I actually enjoyed reading this one. I. I enjoyed reading it right up until the end, where it actually just annoyed me. Where yeah, it felt a, it felt self indulgent. I don't, I don't even annoy me out of self indulgence. I just it wasn't an interesting twist. Like I was just like, "Who's this guy in the mask?" Oh, and it's revealed to be Joker. <laughs> I, I don't know when when so it gets to the end and it, and it reveals yeah. that it's a pseudo sequel to to the Elmer Fudd. It's right. I'm like, yeah. why? What's the point? Well, we all know that DC's going to do another wave of those eventually. Yeah, but I, I do like that it's it the same that. team. So this is almost an Easter egg, and not necessarily it was a, a sequel, but it was a, it was an Easter egg with him dropping into Porky's and Porky having a stutter. Like that was fun. Um, well, and the whole Coyote and Roadrunner thing at the end. This didn't stick with me. I have to look. <laughs> I don't even get that was supposed to be. I never read that Elmer Fudd issue. I didn't get that was supposed to be Porky. Yeah, yeah, that's Porky. He, yeah, yeah, that's why he's stuttering. To, to be fair, he's a human being in this, so it's not like I don't yeah, know what yeah, yeah. Pig looks well, like. <laughs> I, I would go back and track that down, Pete, because it's a real fun story. Because I did, after Connor explained it, I was like, oh, I could read this. It's fun. And so, so I tracked it back down, and it's a lot of fun to read. Um, yeah, and then, uh, this here at the end, you know, the, the man who's dead on the roof was William Ernest Coyote. So, why Will E. Coyote? Right, and that you know, and his why, and he smiled, and he said, "Beep beep." My like, ugh, I just it just completely ruined all of the. So it, it just, I it just, it by that point, yeah, at that point, I was so wrapped up with the Joker reveal that I just it went We're over reading the words anymore. Really, yeah, just because I saw him and they're under the water with the stupid. Bicorn. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess that adds a little more, more context. Right? Because that's Joker and, and Batman or Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. Like, he's never going to fully catch him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what? I'm just, I'm just laughing. Uh, every, every issue of Batman now is like, Connor's angry and he's, he sits there and talks about how he's getting pretentious or self-indulgent. Um, you're always conflicted, Matt, and yeah. I—I I mean, I've been conflicted with this arc as well. I just—I feel like we're mm-hmm. kind of repeating almost the same conversation each issue in this this arc. Yeah, we are, and that's that—that's uh, why I said I feel like I could skip this arc yeah. and not have missed anything. Like I could skip the next two issues and just jump right back in, like nothing's changed, because I'm just gonna say the same thing next issue. Except, see, I really like the last one though. So that's gonna be bad, Matt. Remind me what the last one was. That was, that was the, the Catwoman. The super the noir one with the question. Okay, yeah, okay, that one was good. 
Yeah. yeah. I really liked that one. And I felt like in the form of a nightmare, it was, it was Batman confronting Catwoman, but you know, and not getting what he wanted. Right. Cause Batman's always used to getting it. And with here, like, yeah, like Connor saying, it's, it's a bunch of gags. Um, but I just, I don't know, just the Joker chase thing. I'm kind of over. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I can't be too mad at this one because I actually enjoyed reading it. Yeah, and I don't say I'm mad. I'm just I like fatigued, I guess. Because there's other ones. The one with Constantine in it, I remember just kind of being kind of oh, like oh yeah, that, yeah, like you know burn that one down. I, I just felt I felt like a chore to get through that one. Whereas this one, it was it was nice and if if you take out the last like three pages, I like this issue. That's you know because <laughs> well the end it doesn't bother me because. Like I, I think the point he's making here is simple enough that it just it kind of and it's it's kind of it's also kind of agnostic for Batman, right? Where it doesn't matter that it's taking place at this part in his run. It, it's, it's, you could throw this issue into any run ever or any standalone Batman mm-hmm. issue ever, and it would still function because all it's really saying is that he's always going to chase the Joker and it's never going to be over, right? That that's essentially yeah. what it's saying, right? That that always works no matter what, which is why I think this one is the least egregious of almost this entire arc because it's not just about beating over the the, the same beats that we've been playing with with selena with the, the, all these different fears it's not specific because at least this one it's agnostic the rest of them it feels like we're exploring all this stuff that apparently batman's going through right now but ultimately it's doing this it, somehow it's it's achieving this thing where it feels like despite the fact that we're devoting each issue to a different fear of batman's that we're wasting all this time and ultimately it's going to feel meaningless once we actually get back to the main story because it could be that the final nightmare issue is actually him like finally waking up but that could happen at the next issue that that could be something that happens at the start of the next arc and if it does then it'll be very easy to recommend skipping this entire arc these seven issues will be very skippable if that's mm-hmm. the case yeah I'm disagreeing because I got nothing else to add. I mean, I started that by trying to add some positivity to it, and somehow I got to that. that (laughs) And that was that was without me dragging you down there. Yeah, I still think you get too harsh, but yeah, that this 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 arc's not been hot. (laughs) It's not it's not it's not been too hot. Um, it's it's taken a book that I I am typically looking forward to read when on its weeks and. It was uh was the last thing I read this week, which I mean yeah, sure I only got three books, but I still <laughs> you know oh, I don't, I'm putting that off. Uh, it was not the last thing I read. It was the second thing I read. I think that really matters. All right, what are we rating it? <laughs> what a somber conversation this has been. Living mm-hmm. up, yeah, pair of <laughs> whiny bastards. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven point five. I can't remember what I gave the last one, but I like that one more. But this, I'm not gonna kill this one too much, because with, with that Wiley Coyote Roadrunner thing, I completely whiffed on. It adds a little bit more to this issue, mm-hmm. but not much. So, uh, well, see, I missed that as well, but I never realized this was this was had anything yeah. to do with any of those characters. I never got that that was Porky Pig. So, <laughs> talk about a coyote and then beat beat like. Even without that, it's it... God, you're a pair of idiots. <laughs> at least, at least Matt was distracted by Joker. Pete's got no excuse. 
I wasn't thinking that mindset. <laughs> why, why, why would I right jump now. to this as a Looney Tunes reference? Because what? it's Lee Weeks and Porky Pig pops up. Like... I don't know it was Porky Pig. I never read that album before this year. It was just it was just a bar it was just a bartender with a stutter. <laughs> Why would my mind go to Porky Pig if I had no context for that? Mm-hmm. I just I feel like if I see Coyote and then beep beep, I'm that... always going to go to to, to that. No matter re- what fine primitive. I don't know, I just read the name and didn't recognize yeah, it. There's even more a layer when you realize that it's acne, right? And in some versions of Joker, it was Acme, not Ace. Still give him a 7.5. Okay, Carl, what are you giving it? 4.5. Um, I'll give it a 7. Oh, uh, you know, I, I don't think this is a bad issue at all. I think the arc as a whole's uh, in a bad place, but this issue itself is fine. Well, hopefully the next book gets some more positive, upbeat conversation, because that was a depressing 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> I'll take a study of huh. Justice League 20, <laughs> which is Scott Snyder writing, uh, along with Jorge Jimenez, who, of course, mm-hmm. is doing the art. So this is the second part of the sixth dimension, uh, where our team are in this this future, uh, this lie. The cake is a lie. As, as a, yep. as cake a... is indeed a lie. Do you know where that's from, Matt? Yeah, that's Portal. Oh, it's okay. I genuinely didn't think you would know that. I didn't either, yeah. to be fair. I, I I have general pop culture things. Don't ask me what the game is actually about. I just know the cake's a lie. <laughs> it's about portals. <laughs> it, it, it's not really about anything. It's basically well, just... Well, I, I do know that the point of that phrase is you, you're you told to keep going because there's cake. Yes. And then at some point, you find out that there is no cake. It's, it's become yeah. a thing I say about other things now because, like, I mean, I said it obviously yeah. for this, but I remember when right. I saw Oblivion, the movie with Tom Cruise, uh, uh, where early on him and his partner are working on the planet and they're being told that they get the the shifts over in like three weeks and they're getting taken back. And I actually just yeah. whispered to my friend that I was there with, it, like, the cake is a lie. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of like Moon too. Moon would fit into that, right? Yeah, yeah. And guess what? Yeah. The cake was indeed a lie. A lie. Uh, so, yeah. yes. I mean, here's not exactly applicable because we actually, we, the reader, already know that it's a lie because we were shown that yeah. it was false. But well, and see, because they're they're meant to be in the sixth dimension, right? They're not in the fifth. Yes. But yeah. so so only as of right now, Superman, who is trapped in this, you know, endless void of the abyss, you know, is is the one that's not experienced all of this, right? So I'm just trying to keep all this straight. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the issue. Start talking about in the issue, Jean and Kendra get the... Yeah. Uh, we don't know how much they get from Revolution. the kids, but they, they, yeah, they, they know that this is all a lie. They know that there's something going they on. Get, they get the yeah. info dump. Yeah. But I'm just I'm, I'm just looking at this as when you start dealing with imaginary places and things like that, I have, a, I have to keep a linear line of how things work or else I get lost in the weeds. So I'm just trying to structure this for my own sake because Mix of Pitalik would have a field day with me. I will just say that. I would not handle it like Superman. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anything confusing has happened yet, though. It's really fairly straightforward. No, I'm, not, I'm not taking... I'm not talking confusion. I'm just saying, like, what's... What are they actually going through? Where are the Justice League? You know what I mean? Uh, Sixth I, Dimension that, says it on the, the first page. There's a nice, yeah. uh, there's a well, nice little... Uh... Do you really think it is the Sixth Dimension, though? I don't actually think it's the Sixth Dimension. Unless Snyder's just lying to us. 
yes, which, which I, I mean, think he could be. Because, remember, Mixipedalic is involved, and he's up to something, and so is Lex. Well, not necessarily Mixipedalic, but someone that looks like Mixipedalic. I feel like you're making this more confusing with weird yeah. fake theories, Why? Matt. Because they have their own imp. That's what we find out. The no, 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 no. The, the, Lex wants to capture Mixie, and then he'll be their own imp. That's not how I read that. Um, I hate to say I'm with Pete on this one. Because <laughs> yeah. they're they're discussing Mixie already. Like, yeah. This isn't. You know, they're like, oh, you know, we, you know, we can't control him. You know, you know like Brainiac's like, yeah, look, I, I, hey. I'm ridiculously smart, but no, 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 those imps are they do their own thing. And Lex's right. like, yeah, but what if we had our own? Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Is he's talking about Mixie? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it has to necessarily be Mixie. I think he could be right. capturing a different one. Or because I think the implication it, is that he's already got one in that box. I think, right. I think this is where Batmite might come into it. Because yeah, cool. we know uh, we know Batmite's coming into it, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't think it's not actually Mixie. I, I think it is Mixie. Okay. I think it's Mixie but is being influenced. Yeah, because we yeah. hear that voice at one point it says Mixie, do what we you agreed or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, a, yeah. there's there's someone talking Well to and that, that's why I figured maybe there's some time Tiny why maybe not play that we're watching stuff that's going on, but the Doom stuff is slightly in the past, and that the, the Mixie's been compromised. That's how I read it. No. You know, by something. No, I think I think Mixie is compromised to a degree, mm-hmm. but they're like we haven't got full control. We've just got a little okay. bit. But they've got well, back coming. It's like okay, no, this one we can control. I never gave this a second thought while reading that Matt has somehow made this more confusing. <laughs> I told you, Mixie Pitlick would have a field day with me. Like, so I imagine that show Happy's like, right? I'm, I'm fairly certain though, when you've been Mixie that does it, Mixie would just be standing there and you would talk yourself into a frenzy just because Mixie's standing there. He wouldn't actually do anything. He doesn't have to do anything. You know what? I, he would get so annoyed he would say his own name backwards and just leave. <laughs> like, this was a mistake. Yeah, so most of this issue, the vast majority of this issue, is the League being shown by their future selves how great this world is. And after about three pages of this, I went, you know what, guys? Maybe it's too good to be true, because this all yeah, sounds like freaking paradise. Well, there's a part that's especially paradise in that Dick's Batman. Oh, yeah. And, he, and he's not Rick. He's Dick. I, so my, my only question is, okay, Dick's Batman, I get it. Mm-hmm. Why that bat suit? Why red? I have no idea. Like, I would maybe it's a shout out to the Robin costume. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't. I'm almost. I, basically, it also, what, what I'm really saying is, I never pegged Dick for a a big collar guy. No. Hmm. Yeah, that's but, weird. Mean, I don't know. Also, they, they always also, well, doesn't really matter. Yeah, they always have these weird field days whenever we get stories like this where they, they do these weird yeah. versions of outfits. Because, I mean, did you get that that was supposed to be Barry as that flash with the open hair? Like, at first? No. Yeah, me neither. No, that's, that's Wally. That's Wally's new suit. Like, yeah. or or Bart from his impulse. And, and then I'm looking you know? at it and going, oh, I, I guess that's blonde hair. So, yeah, I guess this is just Barry. Yeah. But it is an amalgam of all of them, right? Like, that's what yeah. they that's said. What, that's yeah, what Snyder so. told us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I do like that this is like, this is almost a warning to the Justice League, don't drink your own Kool-Aid. Like, yeah, you guys can do greatness, but 
what's the cost? And so I like when Shane is like, no, this don't believe any of this. You know, yeah, there, there's cool. a darker side to it. So who's I like all of it. Who's Shane, Matt? Shane is the uh, the the little half Martian, half Thanagarian kid. Well, half human, I guess, because Kendra's not Thanagarian. Shane no. is Thanagarian. So uh, that's why you made that clear for the audience. Because I know yeah, some, people, some people listen to these discussions without actually without... having read the book. So yeah, uh, you just I, dropped I a name think, there. Frankly, and I, I like all of this stuff, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of what you expect, right? Of okay, look how mm-hmm. idyllic this all is. Of course, it's all bullshit. Yes. Mm-hmm. The the best part is some of the stuff in the real world, or well, quote unquote real so, world. So so could you say that like Luther's whole concept of doom is just cynicism, right? How so? Well, because his whole idea of doom is doom is the way that is, is going to improve the world, right? Yeah. So you could just say, like, having all of being all idyllic like the Justice League are and thinking that you're going to do things just, just because it's the right thing to do, right? Isn't that a cynical to be like, oh, no, there's actually a, a, there's actually a way that this all happened and it's not the way that you think. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm with you. But and so I just feel like this is that trap for them is that because they're hinting at the the way this all came to be wasn't just strictly through justice. It's the full balance, right? So they have to embrace a little bit of the doom. Yeah, um, I did laugh out loud though when Batman said, "Where's the hell? Where the hell's all the villains?" He's looking at this, you know, utopia yeah. version of Gotham. Is like, yeah. where's the villains? <laughs> It makes no sense. That's like he's like, what's this? He's like, it's sunlight. <laughs> that that light. It's bright and, and things like Yeah, it's that thing called the sun. Yeah. Oh yeah. obviously the absolute best page of this is uh Jaro's dream uh, Yes, that's what I was alluding to a moment where ago. He's, um, he's dreaming of being Robin and Batman tells him he's his favourite Robin out of all the Robins. Um we see Jaro diving at a criminal. Uh, with a Robin, a Robin costume. Yes, he's got a Robin yeah. costume on. <laughs> and do you know what? This is Snyder told us this was coming on Twitter, right? Yeah. yeah. He told us it was in this issue. Yeah. It didn't disappoint. Nope, not at all. In this fact, is... I would say it overexceeded my expectations. <laughs> because yeah. him being told he's the best Robin of all the Robins. Yeah. I just... Deathstroke. More like yeah. Deathstroke. Yeah. Oh, uh... is the best. I, that which made me immediately think of of Pete's dick stroke <laughs> on like a week ago. So, uh, there, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, this year was was pretty good. I I do if I have a complaint about it, um, it's probably that so much of it is like the league seeing this you know perfect version of the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I've seen this type of story done a lot. Not necessarily this specific version of it, but the yeah. here's the fake perfect future, the fake alternate yeah. world you can fake live utopia. in. Fake utopia. Yeah. The, basically, yeah. it's too good to be true kind of story. I, I feel like I've seen you, this you enough. This that... actually, it's, it's, it's a Black Mercy story. Yeah. Kind of. It, it, it reminds me of the movie Tomorrowland. Right? Okay. Like, that, where that's where it, it feels looks going. amazing, but there's got to be yeah. a cat. Yeah, yeah I, there's the catch and, and how it can go sideways. And that's where I'm I'm feeling like this whole embrace of doom and, and cynicism and whatnot is the underlying I, thing yeah. we're going to see here because it, it, it looks dire for Superman. 
it's clear ultimately the key is going to be some sort of balance, right? You know, with the, the interpretation of the well, symbol yes. being no, just but what, what, what I'm talking about though is, is a critique of this issue. Is it just it was a little bit of tedious? By the time I got to the fourth scene of because they all kind of split up and they're all being shown like perfect yeah. parts of the world, you know, Flash and John are doing sciencey things and creating multiverses or whatever they're doing. Um, whereas you know Diane is seen in Themyscira and apparently Kara and Vixen are you know Amazons and now. I, I like I like that Vixen, Kara, and Ivy. Yeah, I but, but, I would be okay if we if that's a hint of something we're gonna get. But to. by the time mm-hmm. I got to the the third or fourth scene like that, I was like, okay, I get it. Everything's perfect, right? I'm just I'm sick of reading this. Now. Can we get can we get I, to the point where they know and we can start I, evolving the story? I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I can totally see that. Structurally, some of it is redundant, but I was enjoying reading it all. Like each, I was enjoying seeing all that. Like, because I think Bruce is the last one, right? Um, and I'm like, yeah, well, okay, I get what it's doing, but also I'm really enjoying seeing his reactions to this. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just it's something I was feeling as I was reading that maybe about halfway through the book, I was like, okay, right, I don't really need to see everyone see this perfect version of the future. Yeah, that's fair. Um, no, but but I like the the Batman one hits home extra because he he sacrifices himself for this, you know, um, and so and that that's that's enough to let him know that something's off, because that's when he asks for all the villains. Yeah. So yeah, so so I like that, it, that you build. You see all the other ones kind of buying into it, but not Batman, which would normally annoy me, but I like it here. Yeah, no, this isn't a because Batman. This is just no Bruce being a cynical bastard. Exactly, and that's what I'm talking about. The cynicism. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, uh, the, the book ends with uh, Superman's trying to get out of the, the void that he's in, and eventually yeah. the fake, you know, bearded, you know, right. white-haired Superman, Superman yeah. shows up and it's like, Clark, we need to talk, or whatever he says. I, yeah. I'm loving this. The more I see it, the more I'm loving this design and the way it it glows in this, you know, yeah. this dark world. It's... It, it looks like uh, Jor-El's outfit from the movie. It, it feels like Krypton-esque. Yeah. yeah, it does. Krypton personified. Yeah. Also that. kind of a little bit of like like depictions of, of the Greek gods with their togas and whatnot, with a white cape flowing around him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's totally You Zeus. know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's super cool, though. Yeah. Um, and you know we we we, uh, we might have known this to a point before, but we get like, some clear exposition about Perpetua and how uh, yeah. the the monitor, the anti monitor, and the the, for, the world forger yeah. or the our sons. Nice little mythology build. Yeah, yeah. I think that there. was kind of hinted at last issue from when mm-hmm. Mixie was telling them the story. Yeah, but that, this was clearly spilling it out though. When we get, we yeah, get yeah, the the full kind yeah. of thing where she wanted to use it as a weapon, they imprisoned on this the source wall, and now she's out, so she wants to weaponize the multiverse. Uh, basically, yeah. to get back at her son. <laughs> so. Yeah, she's she's weaponizing the multiverse. What, what's the big section of it called? Like, what's what's the multiverse part of? It's, I gotta find it. Yeah, I can't remember, but you're gonna have to. Find yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't see it now. But anyways, I like, I like that idea, and it's almost like hinting that in order for them to have this perfect reality, they have to go along with this plan. You know. Yeah. I think what's interesting to me about this is the idea that this actually could be the future, right? It's not just some bullshit made up thing. It's, I don't know, this could be the future. And at first glance, you should definitely want this. But the reality is, 
no, mm-hmm. no, there's more going on here, and there's a reason you don't want it to just be this. Right. What do you mean could be? And yeah. in, in what sort of context? In the sense of, like, you know, the, if they succeed in whatever their plan is, as it is, as it stands right now, with nothing changes, this is the future, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't some sort of lie. This but isn't it's... some sort of dream world no. that, oh, you know, we're just giving you, showing a, you what you're going to see. There's a sinister aspect to it. Yeah, there's that, that undercurrent. As heroes, they have to come to con. I don't know, know I, if I agree that this is the future if they succeed, because just if they succeed and, you know, stop the multiverse from dying, doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, everything will turn into utopia. No, 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 but if they go line. along with what, whatever the plan, I think that's part of the illusion I'm getting is, is it's it's almost like a like a police state with them. You know, the, the idea well, it's, it's the justice stuff that I've seen in Gotham. When, when Batman's going, where are all the villains? Right. I think he's going, right, what did you do with them? What's stopping them? You know, I, you I, I guess what... Stop. What I mean is, is like, how is this any more true or this could be the future than any other future story we've ever had in any it's, comic it's book? Not, but for the for the purposes of all those stories, you kind of have to go along with, okay, this could be the future for this one. And I think the reason that I, all I'm saying is I like thinking that here is because I think it lands harder if this is a viable, possible future, rather than just some conjured-up dream, you know, that, uh, okay, the sixth dimension is showing them what they want to see, right? If this is actually okay. a potential future, I, mm-hmm. and then they have to choose not to create this because of the uh, the sinister undercurrent that, that, that Matt was talking about. Right, and, and that's why Hawkgirl, or Hawkwoman, and uh, John are, are so aghast at what they've seen. Because they're seeing what they've done the in order to make this happen. I guess it just it feels so too good to, so good to be true that I actually don't feel it's viable at all. Like I I read this and go, this is just too good. This this is this is an illusion. This is a mirage. This is fake. Um, um, which is just fine because I mean, as a as a trick, which I guess is metaphysics in a nutshell, right? Like, yeah, it's <laughs> it's why is it any less true? Because it's it's all potential. It's kind of what the dark multiverse was. Yeah, like, we we, yeah. we have the Batman who laughs. That happened at some point, you know. So, and this is where it starts getting wonky. And that's why I was talking about when you start talking about the multiverse and Mixie in the fifth dimension. And is it real? Is it not real? You know, it's and mission accomplished if that's what Snyder and Jimenez are going for. You know, because look at all the. I assume it is, given when yeah. you're playing with those dimensions. Mm-hmm. So, so mission accomplished on that part. But I, I really like this type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. Like, I, I have no idea if the sixth dimension creates things or if it's, you know, is it all an illusion? Is it? Yeah, because because how they describe the sixth dimension, it's like the control box. Like, it's the control room where everything is. So if like it's a TV show, you know, that's where everything is being controlled from. Yeah, <laughs> that did not help right? me at all, man. <laughs> I didn't want to, so I didn't want to bring up like wrestling again because Connor, but like no, but just this, like, is you, this is what you just said about it's the control room where everything's controlled. So if it's a TV show, it's where everything's yeah. controlled. That's what you said. There. Well, what I mean is like, so so think think about the weekly wrestling program, Pete, with sure with how that is. Like like you have the the six dimensions, the guy in the truck, you know, calling the shots, the like, gallery, yes. You, but, it together you know and then the fifth dimension is kind of like like gorilla position 
where the show is being put together and where anything's possible until you step through that curtain, right? And then <laughs> the TV show is what we're seeing, but there's actually another reality outside of that. You know, like what we see isn't the complete truth. You know, who, you know, who Roman Reigns is on TV isn't who he is in outside once he steps back behind that curtain, you know? This has helped me in literally 0%. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> I, okay. My I'm just saying kayfabe's real, Pete. That's all I'm saying. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to simplify it down. Based on, uh, a lot of this is from the last issue's explanation. It's explanation, okay. right? The control room, essentially, on a TV show, that's the writer's room. That's where, okay, everything is being you know controlled from from that singular point yeah none of these analogies are helping at all how, how does this translate into a dimension like i don't i I, okay. I i don't think that explanation in the last issue actually makes it clear what the sixth dimension actually the, is or what it does okay. the third dimension is reality right as as, right. as, as you see it sure four, so in in the tv four analogy, dimensions that's, time. The, that's the tv show in 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 yeah the fourth dimension is just the the, the time for the location the fifth dimension is kind of, of is essentially being aware that it's a TV show. It's the meta awareness right. of it. Yeah, that's what I was dealing with. Kayfabe is, is the writers where no, this is where it's being created from. This okay. is what's in control of the, of the of the other dimensions. This is what's where you know it's the decisions are being made about what's actually happening in the show. Yeah, but how is yeah, that? Uh, is where I think we're, yes, but how how is that uh, different to to monitor and anti monitor and all these types of characters and the gods? Because they're because that's where they come from. Yeah, is the sixth dimension very? They're little. from the control room. That's the point. They are part of the sixth dimension. That's what we're learning here. What's, what's, to, what's told us that so far, though? What's told us they're from the sixth because, dimension? Because because Perpetua created all this, right? Yeah, that was and, in the last an anti-monitor, the World Forger, and the Monitor are all sons of Perpetua. Yeah, but Perpetua and, created all dimensions as well. She created the sixth dimension. Well, she... it's no. It, she may not have created it, but it explicitly told us those four beings are the only ones who really they can access it. Access the sixth dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're the writers. The writers' room, you know. The, the physical space. Okay, so what, what, what is... Okay, I understand everything everyone said. I've never been confused about any of this. What does any of this have to do with this fake future that we currently have in the sixth dimension? So I think that's why Matt is saying it, it's interesting oh. to be to be overthinking it because how is this functioning? How is this projecting it to these people? Is And, and to go back to what Matt said at the very start of this discussion, is this actually the sixth dimension? Is the cake alive? Because... Because... How, why, 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 first of all, your mic's going, your mic's going, Matt. Secondly, that wasn't the cake. The cake is this future. The, the, well, not this is the sixth dimension isn't the cake. See, I, that's what I think is the cake because they all think that they're cells from the future because Superman made it to the sixth dimension, right? Well, yeah, so exactly. That's what I'm saying. That is the cake. But the cake is not well or not this is the sixth dimension or not for us. The, no, I, think the, the, I think that was what Matt was getting at the start. Is yeah, maybe it is as well. Like to, uh, you know, the, there's the cake for the carrots, and and how you know, Peter, you said at the start, there's not really a cake in this scenario because we already know. And Matt's saying, but do we? But why is that and a I, cake though? Why is that? Why is that something we should be 
hoping for. Because we're being told that, oh, this is the sixth dimension, right? And then it's pulling the rug out from under us and going, oh, maybe it's not. That's what Matt was getting out of yeah. the stuff. <laughs> I'm with you, Matt. Don't worry. Thank you. I, Thank you. I, 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 I get you I off. I don't think I care, though, well, if it is or it isn't. <laughs> like, I don't actually care if it's a sixth dimension. I just care what the purpose is, it has in the story. The the, the the theoretical existence of the sixth dimension itself is not interesting on, on, on itself to me. What's interesting to me is how they use well, it for the story they're telling. And I'm a little bit worried here that Snyder is making this too convoluted. <laughs> I don't think it is convoluted yet. No. No, but it is. If, if it turns out not to be the sixth dimension, Wait. and this is something else, and then there's also a sixth dimension... Uh, okay, I will tell you why this matters. They think they're in the sixth dimension, right? So they think they've... That's mm -hmm. Do they their, think they're in the sixth dimension? Yes, because of the whole point that Mixy Pidlick said, from <laughs> Superman interacting with him so many times, he's absorbed enough of whatever it takes to get into the sixth dimension. So and he then, steps through that door, an instance later... Old Superman looking like Jor-El. No, 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 no. I, I, I get this part, but why do they? Why do they think this future is the sixth dimension? If they think the sixth dimension is what Mixie told them, then why would they under, ever be under any impression that this is the sixth dimension? Because future Superman at the end of last issue was like, "Hey, I've sorted it out. Come with me." With the assumption being to the sixth dimension. So the sixth dimension, them attaining to the sixth dimension, is key to them making this future happen. They step through the, the doorway that Superman stepped through to go to the sixth dimension from Mixie, right? Then mm -hmm. reopen, and then they all step through again. So why wouldn't they think they're in the sixth dimension? I don't know. I've stopped caring. You've actually made me like this list, just to talking uh, about well, it. Well, I'm, I'm enjoying I, it. I, 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 do you know what? I was perfectly happy with this issue, barring some complaints. Actually talking about this... With you two, has made me like this much less. It's made me like it even more. It's made I me like, like it more stuff. Well it's it it's so I I like stuff that Morrison does in concept, but then he goes too sideways. <laughs> this I feel is a perfect balance. So it's almost like I like the imitation <laughs> of Morrison better than the real Morrison. You know, like what about Morrison? Yeah, you know. The funny thing was, I wasn't confused when we started this conversation. You two made me be confused by forcing all these questions about where they actually are and what's going on. What uh, if it's this? What if we're all right? What if what if it's not a binary right or wrong? Here's here's right? here's my thing though. Here's my thing though. I don't know what you can do to make me give a shit about this place because right now all I'm seeing it is is a is a plot device for for these characters to, to have a lesson essentially, right? Well, it's, to me, the sixth dimension is the key to stopping Perpetua. Because if they wake up Perpetua, she gets to the sixth dimension, and she weaponizes the multiverse, that's it. Oh, this is what I like about Snyder. This, this is all just plop details. It's all just it's all just added information, layers and layers and layers. We don't really care about any of this shit unless you're just into the convoluted mythology of it. There's no actual, why do we care about this shit? What, what, why? You care about it because the characters give a shit. There's been no time spent to actually give any of this like actual emotional. But again, Pete, we don't know if connection. Right. <laughs> you could be a hundred percent right that it doesn't matter, in that they're all just being lied to, because they're not in the sixth dimension. This is whatever whatever they're at is Mixie's own thing going on, right? And it's just we'll never get to the sixth dimension. <laughs> it's just. 
I just... I think we broke the robot. Should we try to turn it <laughs> off and on again? I... See, Pete, Pete's brainiac here, where he's talking about his superior mm. intellect, and then we're, <laughs> we're playing the role of Mixie and Batmite and going, we don't care about your intellect. We just do things. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to make sense. You know why? We're imaginary, sucker. Yeah. Throw your logic and ration out. I'm going to wear a small purple hound on my massive head. <laughs> Look, Snyder recently for me has worked best when he's just been popcorn fun. I don't necessarily think much of his writing recently has had much depth to it, right? And that's okay if it's fun. And I feel like we're trying to subscribe some depth to this here with this conversation. And I don't know if it's actually there. And because of that, it's just, it's feeling... It's feeling hollow to me. It feels like he's doing things because they sound cool and wacky. Not because... There's like building the story to actually give it any weight. I disagree because I I feel like this has been built in Perpetua Sixth Dimension. We've been teasing this stuff this, now. This goes back to metal with the World Forger and the right. forging of worlds and where all that comes from. I, and if it I, all is stemmed from the Sixth Dimension, that's pretty key in going forward <sighs> in in preventing Luther from attaining doom. Because yeah. we also saw Luther's future, and so where did that come from? Yeah, I, I, I do think this has been building to this. And, it, you know, it's been relevant. It's not just yeah. out of nowhere going, hey, let's go and do this shit. Yeah. This isn't zero year to me going, like, hey, look how smart Riddler is. I'm going to give flipping four pages of exposition of shit that you'll never remember. <laughs> you know, I won't forget this. I'll tell you that much. Pete's already forgotten it. Oh, that's yeah. the thing. I feel I feel there's been tons of exposition in this run that I've forgotten. Like, I, I barely remember those issues in the middle of Metal where they talked about all this shit with the World Forger. I remember them being there. I remember the, the general gist of what happened. And this is where my continuity walk I, comes in handy for me, at least. Well, this yeah, is the I, thing, I, I, I remember that shit. I remember things if there's emotional beats attached to them where I care about what's happening beyond just this is what's happening in the plot because this is this what This is why AI is a bad idea. What happens when you have robots? Why, why are you arguing that this is a robot joke when I'm the one saying that it has to be more than just the details? It has to have some emotional hum humanity attached to it. There has to be uh, a, a beat for a character where, where there's something, that, you know, an arc. There has to be something there. Because I think ultimately I disagree with that. Uh, I think a good story can be a good story. It doesn't have to have a good character well, I just, necessarily. I like making calling you robot, but you're bringing, you're bringing ration into a, a, a point about emotion, and that seems to go <laughs> counter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I just don't think this is that good. So I, I don't think That's it's... Fine. Like, That's fine. We're not trying to sell you on it. We're just telling you our I know, I know. interpretation of it. <laughs> Like like it or not, I used to care. I don't care anymore. I liked it. I like <laughs> I just I, I like it more after the theorizing with Matt. Yeah, like that's so I like this type of stuff. And I could be completely wrong. I don't care. Theorize no. it's fun, right? It, it yeah. adds to the, the, the enjoy you know, me me and Pete say this all the time when we do the, the T V reviews yeah. that uh entire shows have gone up or down in our estimation just based on conversation. Sure. And yeah. the, the experience. Yeah. Uh, I feel it's like... the same here. <laughs> this, this is weird. This must be what Matt feels like when, like me and you are talking about like Twin Peaks. Like, 
and he's just sitting there going, "This is stupid. Why are you giving it this much attention?" And I, I, I that's what I'm sitting here feeling like. I'm feeling like. To be fair, I haven't done that in recent years. Uh, it used to be me. True. Now true. I just go, cool. Copy. Tune out. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna move on and not, not like you know what I mean. It's it, it's the, so the nothing to is, see here. What what we're saying is emotionally, Pete is about five years behind you because he's in that stage right now. <laughs> so we're gonna wait for him to get out of it. Yeah. It's okay, Pete. You'll 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 get through it. Just I... <laughs> don't don't believe in cynicism. That's the key. Cynicism. Man, is... Now I want to watch Tomorrowland. As required. I love that movie. It's such an underrated movie. I, I like Tomorrowland as well. I, I'll stick up for Tomorrowland. Um, <laughs> I guess, I mean, I, I, my, my core complaint, I guess, this goes back to what I've been saying about Snyder's writing for a while. And it's why I, I think it's fine when it's just fun popcorn, but it loses me when he tries to do more than that. Is because I feel like he has to slow down and have things seep in. And I don't mean... Because obviously one of my complaints with this issue is that he spent too much time going one by one, like seeing all their own yeah. perfect futures. Because I, because that all felt a bit tedious. Because it was like I know this is all a lie, right? So don't, you know, waste my time with this. Is kind of what I felt like by, by halfway through the issue. But Joe, you know, it's funny actually. One of our one of our patrons, Tyler, said to me mm-hmm. while I was streaming this week. Oh, I think Justice League will take your book of the week. He said that. This is before yeah. I read it. I bet he's shaking his head now. Ha ha ha. I just what was the point I was about to make. Yeah, so to be fair, I never thought that was gonna be your book of the week. So, well, it's because you're I mean, a... I, I read it like half an hour before we started recording, so I didn't have time to process yeah. whether or not Pete would give a shit. Well, t- t- uh, Matt, Matt's a smart fellow here, and and he knows me well. That's all I'll say on that subject. I've been recording with him since 2013, and I think I kind of have a bead. God, it's been six but again, years. I couldn't. <laughs> 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 Do you know what? I wasn't even coming in here thinking I was going to be that negative. I thought, I've got a couple of complaints, but generally speaking, I enjoyed it. But I, I enjoyed this like it was a fluffy issue. It was like, oh, he's doing some wacky story with the Glitter Sixth Dimension. This is a fine little little arc, and that's it. And then me and Matt took it too far. And you, yeah. You're taking it so seriously. And I, I mean, we're on a DC podcast, so I suppose I should be happy you're taking it seriously, but I just... Well, I'm, all I'm so saying seriously. is... I just... I like you, the theoretical here. It's like, uh, I feel like we're talking about theoretical physics, and Pete's like, no, nah, man, I just want to play with lasers. Like, I'll be over here. No, I'm arguing it should have more depth, Matt. I'm arguing it should have more depth. But what I'm saying is, when you look at the people that talk theoretical physics and quantum mechanics and all of this, there's a, yeah. The point, fact. Well, no, there's the the people that do, like, astrophysics look at all that and go, yeah, but you don't know if that's true or not because we can't observe (laughs) it yet. That's you. You're, you're You're the regular physics guy going, like, yeah, that's all cool, but... We don't know. I and just, me and Connor are like, but what if? Me, I, me and Matt can't win this week because no. on Batman, people like, oh, it's too somber. Come on, pick up the conversation. Here, me and Matt go wild. We go, here is 20 minutes of unfiltered speculation bullshit. And yeah. Pete's like, it's too much. Tone it down. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm just... I, I guess what I'm saying is it's not, that I don't have, it's not like I have a problem with the ideas here. I just think the storytelling to make me care about those ideas could be better yeah, that's fine right we're not going to disagree with you well at least i'm not well, Connor, right, that's we'll, we'll disagree in the sense that we feel differently obviously yes mm-hmm. 
but, but oh, you, you've got to tell you. you like, can the reason, the reason why I'm not getting impassioned, well, I'm getting impassioned arguing with you two, but the reason why I'm not impassioned and caring about the sixth dimension and what's going on right now is because none of these plot beats have like, I mean, they're fine, but they've not hit me with a thud where I'm like, oh, or it's just making me fascinated, or I'm like, oh, this this has this means this for the story in this context, or this does this for the characters. It just it all feels like comic book mumble jumble just to have a comic book plot, and that that's not a bad thing necessarily. It's just YouTube off the handle. <laughs> What's a handle? I never had one to begin with. <laughs> I had fun with this. Me too. It was a fun discussion. It was way better than the Batman discussion. I've just docked on a point. Matt, what's your what's your uh read? So so I came into this with, with and it's it's probably gained a whole point since since we got it. So I'm I'm gonna give this an eight point five. Um, mine's gone up half a point since the start of this discussion, um, but also comes out at 8.5. Sex. Let me tell you why you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We just had 30 minutes of that, Matt. I know. That's why I said it. We've literally been talking about Justice League for 35 minutes. This was supposed to be a quick episode, damn it. It's okay. (laughs) That'll take us on. Mercifully. To Aquaman 46, Kelly Sue the Conic rating with Robson Roca on the art. And uh, Aquaman has a bit of puncheroo with uh, uh, Nama. Yep. And the the Kalich. Salt water. That is yeah. scary. Kalik. It. I looked what, it up. What, Connor? Kalik. I looked it up. Kalik. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that is, is scary. Um, cause I had to look it up cause I forgot. Cause even though we, we, you know, I spent time looking up all these gods and whatnot. That was, I forgot that, was that she's meant ago. to be the yeah. hag. So the fact like she's this shape changing hag woman made of salt. Yeah. The, the literal translation is old woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Real so, imagine there. Yeah. This, and she's the salt of the ocean. The original language. Right. That's, um, that's Nama, right. Is the salt of the ocean. Yes. So we had to see some cool cool stuff with salt spears and fighting yeah. Arthur. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, most of the Arusio. issue is this fight. It's funny, actually, because this was also a pretty quick read. And between yeah. this and Batman, Justice League wasn't actually that worthy this week, but it felt super long after I read these two. Oh, in comparison to yeah. these two. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't actually a long read in general. It was just after reading these. Because I think I, I, think I read Batman and Aquaman and then read Justice League after. And after those two, it was oh like. Oh, my God. It is. There's words in this. What? There's probably four times as many words in Justice League as there is in, in this and Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Combined. <laughs> Combined, yeah, obviously. I mean, there's, there's like a hundred times the amount that's in Batman. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so... so. But I like that they get there and this is all part of a plan and then it cuts back to the gods in their land. Yeah, yeah, we cut, we cut back to them and they basically feel guilty that they set Aquaman yeah. and, and uh, Kali out there to fight this battle. <laughs> so the issue actually ends with them going full god mode and coming to help. Yeah, that's uh, super cool. But most I like the... how they each have, have like nicknames for each other. Like they call Tongaroa Tong. You know, like it, it makes it feel more familiar which I liked. They yeah. spent um, a lot of time together. Well, yeah. Most of the issue though is, is the fight scene between Aquaman and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and Nama. Uh, and just when she thinks because you know because he's basically trying to talk to Callie the whole time like Callie fight this you know she, you can't let her take over and she actually does ultimately resist 
Uh, but then Nama goes full uh, dragon. <laughs> yeah. Basically. What, what a page. <laughs> it's a great that page. double page spread of this dragon coming out of the ocean with all the salt spikes everywhere. I'm like, oh, holy so shit, cool. that's amazing. And Aquaman yeah. is on, on her back and they go underwater and the fight basically, without him sort of realizing it, triggers his aquakinesis, right? And waves of his aquakinesis go out, you know, the ring effect. And it's so strong the whales start reacting in Deep Sea World, and even yep. Mira in Atlantis is like, he's, he's alive. Yeah, he's around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he lives. <laughs> so so everyone knows that, well, not everyone, but Mira, at least, in Aqu- uh, Atlantis, no. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was going to say Aqualand. <laughs> Should be called Aqualand. <laughs> I can't, Aqualand is a, is, a, is a water park I've always wanted to go to, yeah. but I can never find. That's what they should have called the embassy. Aqualand. <laughs> Do you know what? Right. No, no, no. So, so Atlantis has, uh, you know, kicked, kicked Arthur out. He's going to start his own city called Aqualand, and all everyone's welcome. It, and it's going to be better. It's gonna We're going to have free things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that decorum's not allowed. Um, so, <laughs> it's, it's so, like he's a decorum. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm 15. Don't forget that. Yes. So, um, art's gorgeous, and that's a good thing because mm-hmm. it's a lot of a lot of it's a fight issue. Um, it's a very quick read, but it's very beautiful. It flows very well. Uh, I was into the fight a lot. I was into the decision at the end with the gods. I was into the, the dragon page and Aquaman oh. jumping on top of her, all, riding the dragon, riding the dragon. You know, uh, nope. all glorious. I feel this is a very quick conversation versus Justice League because it's very quick and straightforward. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're gonna fight you on this one. No. What's funny too is I also I you know on on Connor's consultation I've been reading Donny Cates' Venom, and the issues I read this week involved a, a symbiote dragon, and then which I is also this. cool as shit, right? Yeah, and and there's a salt dragon, and I'm just like I'm not even gonna be mad at this. This is this is a good week. Dragons are in right now. Yeah, dragons are dope. We got we got Game of Thrones coming next month. Oh, yeah, Ugh. like that's like here be two dragons. weeks away or something like that. I think it's yeah. like two weeks tomorrow. Yeah, maybe three. I think it's three because it doesn't come back to the fifteenth. Yeah, you're right. Three weeks. Yeah, I, I just don't know what fifth time. Counting yeah. down the days. Anyways, um, this this was cool. I, I like how it uh, got us out just of the 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 god world, whatever they are, the lost ocean, you know. And and Mira's aware. Arthur's out there somewhere. He's not dead. So, <laughs> I, I can kind of see at the end of this arc us having a you know all right different artist in to give give him a break mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and I, I what i would do anyways is all right let's do an issue in atlantis see yeah. see, see, see what's been going on even if a couple of issues you know because i I'd, I'd want um you know the, the, uh, it's roker isn't it uh, okay. I'd, want, I'd want him to to come back for the next arc yeah I want... and i don't want to swap but i appreciate okay maybe he needs some time off you know a month I, or two to, to i get wonder what dolphin's get... been up to yeah, yeah. Let's check. I need to know what she's been up to. I need to know what um, what's his name? He's that one hand, Merc. Uh, Merc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he's up to. I'm like, that's that's the one part that I really liked about um, Abnitz is the the supporting cast, and now this has been you know four issues really, like not that it hasn't been a supporting cast, but it's been mainly on Arthur, and you know Callie. If anything, I'd uh, say it's been equally about the mythology that she's setting up yeah. as it is about Arthur. Because, I mean, there was that whole, whole yeah. issue. I mean, the last issue when they're on the boat. Like, it's all the gods. It was, yeah, it yeah. was all yeah. the backstory of the gods, mainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's, it's you know, 
yeah, a so, bit more uh, focused. A, a, an issue, or even if it's two or three issues, checking in at Atlantis Mirror. You know, now she's found out, mm -hmm. right? Her going and telling you know the others, go, all right, this is our plan. We've got to go find him. What are we going to do? You know, that sort of thing. I'd, that'd be a nice little change of pace uh, uh, between arcs, and you know, hopefully keep keep uh, Roka on schedule. Mm -hmm. I want to put out like. If anyone who who's been regularly listening to or watching this show recently, you know, in in the recent times, right, and didn't know the things I don't like, this episode I have shat on Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and most recently Game of Thrones. <laughs> so I've probably lost you're, a few you're, fans. You're losing fans real quick. Yes, I'm losing fans okay. quite quickly. You're you're as far as I'm concerned, you're you're one for three in correctness there. So <laughs> I mean, I I I like all three of those a lot. So uh... nerd. He can piss off. He's he's my mortal enemy. That's fine. Uh, to be fair, those, those, those are the three biggies. I'm not really keen on Harry Potter either, admittedly. But I mean, after that, I'm you know I like a lot of uh, things. Now you now I, now I'm you're surprised me. that that Pete's like yeah, dragons are cool because I just assumed he's a dick and hates dragons. Dragons are great in the right context. Yeah, Pete's grandpa was the dragon in Dragonheart. What's what's Pete's favorite dragon? As I just said it, the dragon in Dragonheart. Oh no! It was a joke, Matt. He was making a joke. I, I've I've actually intrigued us to, to Pete. What's your favorite dragon? Seriously. I, I thought you were making a joke with Pete's dragon. Um. Oh. Uh, what's my favorite dragon? I don't know. Um. Elliot is pretty cool though. So I've got a favorite dragon. Matt's got a favorite dragon. Unless King Ghidorah counts. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> It's more of an alien, but I guess we'll count it. It's pushing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking traditional fantasy style dragon. Traditional fantasy. I like a name, any to be honest. Bro, just say the dragon sword and move on. <laughs> That's more of a Godzilla. That's more of a Mecha Godzilla, though. I don't. <laughs> you're, you're thinking of Red Thunder, the Red Thunder Zord. It was actually a dragon. Yeah, no, no, the Dragon Zord was also a dragon. Hence the name. Dragon no, Zord. No, 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 it was Godzilla. It was robotic Godzilla. <laughs> it was called the Dragon Zord. It was Godzilla. It even came out the water like Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, and? Doesn't mean it wasn't my favourite Zord. It was my favourite Zord too, but that doesn't make it, it a dragon. <laughs> yeah. The White Tiger then. The White Tiger came and that was cool too. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's the episode. Um, Shambles. Aquaman, Aquaman was very good. Uh, mm -hmm. Better than Justice League. <laughs> Matt, what are you rating Aquaman? Um, I'm going to give it an eight. So notably, not better than Justice League. No, that's fine. That's fine. I've, I've, I've learned to love Matt through his faults. It's fine. Uh, Connor, <laughs> you and my wife both. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Connor? Uh, eight. Eight. Um, I also give it an eight. Eight's all round. It's all this year, Aquaman. I've been enjoying this run. Uh, this oh. is the first thing we've agreed on all night. <laughs> well, we started with the rough patch of King's Batman, and then we went on to a Scott Snyder book, which has traditionally not been something we've agreed on on this show. I mean, Matt varies from side to side as to where he falls on yeah. Scott Snyder, whereas you know we typically have our flags planted. Uh, was, which, hey, if you like me and Connor arguing about Scott Snyder, the monthly episode for patrons that went up this earlier this week uh, was Batman Court of Owls. And it was a rollicking episode. You can get that in the five dollar tier at patreon.com slash mailfuzz TV. told Pete he was wrong in that one. I love how you started your sentence in the middle of me saying the Patreon address. You knew that was coming. 
You knew that you was coming. Stay quiet. It's in the links, descriptions. People can go get it. They know Patreon. Oh yeah, it's down there. Oh, man. I'm going to have to ask you guys offline because oh, I need to know what this disagreement was he, about. He, he... he said, no, "Don't give it away." They have to subscribe to Patreon if they want to know. Exactly. Don't come out with for free. That's what I said. I'll ask offline. You silly no, no, no. Just, just to, to start a hint at the argument. Not even the Snyder right. He said Capullo wasn't always the best. And oh, oh. how is that an insult? He's not always the best. The best. What? That's not that hard. At some points, oh, he's just all right. That is not acceptable. He's often very good. Let, let's be real. Me and Connor, have you met him in person, Connor? No, I wish. Okay, well, his arms are massive, and I would never say anything bad about him, because he might hear about it. <laughs> I, I, I said he'd punch Pete and knock him out. Jesus Christ. Like, he, he takes pictures with people. Like, when I've been in line to meet him... He'll, people will ask him to do a choking picture. Hey, look. No, because I'm afraid he might snap one day and just go for it. The, the, only, the only artist, and I'm using quotation marks here for the record, uh, who has actively challenged people to boxing matches, actual critics to boxing matches, <laughs> is Uwe Boll. And I, I don't recall you holding back on uh, Blood Rain, Connor, when we reviewed that, so shake your face. Yeah, but Does Uwe Boll look like Capullo? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. It's like, yeah, no, but has more class than Uwe Ball and wouldn't stoop so low to, to punching I'm, mild, I'm and I, I stress this, mild critiques saying he wasn't always the best. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm a little bit biased because I saw Capullo uh, jokingly threaten to end Scott Liddell if he didn't shut up at a, at a panel. <laughs> The, the so. way the way Connor describes this, you would think you could take out, you could edit out me saying uh, Capullo's name and swap in Brett Booth, and it would it would flow not as equally Look, natural. And I am wouldn't. trying to create some drama. I am trying to make it feel like people go, "Oh, I need to hear this. I need to hear the raw, unfiltered debate in its original <laughs> form." I'm going to go and check that out. And you're just, <laughs> just, just ruining the whole plot. Okay. Well, well, I remember what point I was making before Connor went on that rant. Yeah, you are moving on to... Uh, okay, yes. Next next, uh, next book there. The final new book of the week was Naomi Issue 3. Brian Michael Bettis and David F. Walker writing with Jamal Campbell on the art. And this was very good, Matt. I mean, you've been oh, enjoying yeah. this. I've been enjoying big, this. This is oh, a big time. I saw that people were uh, going, hey, you might want to go buy an issue before they all sell out because they're going to be on eBay. Yeah, and my shop didn't get theirs in, so I have to wait now. Um, so, they were shorted their copies of Naomi. I was very upset. Some notable so, things happened in this one. This is where yep. one of the biggest revelations that have happened so far. So this is this is the grand unifying of, of Wonder Comics right now. Is this issue can, can because it actually, starts to pull threads together? Yeah, well, we get we get some gem world talk because it turns yep. out the mechanic that Naomi thinks maybe your father or at least knew her birth mother. Yeah, uh, D. D. Yeah, he's Stanagarian, and yep. he fell in love with his commanding officer, and they ended up in gem world. But when he came through to Earth, she got left behind, so like she couldn't come yep. through as well. Um, so, so what I love about this though is the setup of of her going <clears throat> to questioning him. And just like she's completely raw emotion of, are you my dad? Who is this girl, my mom? Yes. And he goes, it's impossible. And you're like, 
wait, why is it impossible? So what you're saying here, and Matt, then, so what you're saying here, huh? is that actually spending time building up to this revelation and having an emotional connection throughout the scene... Don't fall for it, Matt. ...led, led to oh, a, no, a it's reveal... It's not necessarily the emotion. It's, it's the reveal of why it was impossible. Not so much what it meant to Naomi. It was like, oh shit, for me, continuity wonk. <laughs> like, holy shit, Bendis well just kicked down, kicked down a wall and opened up this entirely. Yeah, this that, was kind this of is the beauty of it, Matt, though, is that it, yeah. you're so in tune in the story, you're, so, you're paying so much attention, you're invested because you care mm-hmm. about the answers that Naomi wants, right? Because you feel her frustration in the scene because she's asking for answers and he's kind of avoiding the questions. He's saying these cryptic things. And when he finally tells the story, like you say, it breaks this door open where it's like, hey, he's Thanagarian. And we have had no hint of Thanagarian stuff in no. this story. Who's Thanagarian? D, the, the big biker the mechanic, guy. Dude, yeah. And when you see him, he looks like Conan, right? He's like this, like, he's like Conan, but with, with Hawkman, not Hawkman, but Hawk, like... Yeah, yeah, because... The, the, the wingman. I mean, he's always been you bulky, know? but you see him in the flashbacks, yeah. and he's got this big beard, and he's got the armor. Big beard and, and hair, and and you see him just wrecking stuff across the planets, and you find out that he was on this Thanagarian, like, SWAT, like, SEAL Team 6 kind of team, where they send them to worlds in, like, secret... And they work on on things and then up and leave and you just, know, without well, leaving any trace. Well, we're talking about him, that panel uh, and the flashback where he's falling yeah. to like our Earth, right? Through yeah. the clouds is beautiful. Mm-hmm. That that page is something else. Um, you see him, you see him like multiple times coming through the clouds uh, before he lands at the bottom. Yeah, it is a beautiful, well, beautiful I just, panel. I just want to say like. I feel like it's his training that led him to kind of, he's this big, massive dude with all these tattoos and shaved head, you know, but he still blunt in, in this super small town. Right. Like no one ever questions why he's there or whatnot. And then you get Naomi's mom after she finds all this out. Right. You have Naomi's mom opening up the garage door and coming in and like smashing things with a baseball bat. We're like, okay, I get it, motherly rage. And then she smacks the big dude. And we don't really know how much she knows about this. Uh, Because, I mean, you said uh, she finds out. All she really knows is that her daughter snuck out at midnight, like after midnight and came here, right? Uh So she comes bashing in, like, you came here. And they're arguing, like, she she slaps D for a start. Yep. Um, uh, We had a deal, uh, an honor code, tell me again about your almighty honor code so it's like him that she knows stuff about him but we don't know how much we don't know exactly what this is because he's confirmed that he him and the woman can't be naomi's mother and parents right Right. so we know that's 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 a fact at this point so at this point with the mystery i'm like what the hell's going on here especially with her beating things up with a baseball bat and they well and then when you see the bat later it's got like a dent in it like mom was swinging yeah um, she gets in the car and she's demanding answers and they're not very happy about it and they said, oh, we were hoping we'd, we'd have more time before we had to have this conversation and they drive out somewhere and the dad's like, no, it's just me and you. Mom's going to stay in the car. This is between us and it's more of a show and don't tell. And she's, you know, rightly nervous and you're kind of with her emotionally through the yeah. entire issue because every time she's asking something and they're dodging the question, you get frustrated like she is. It's kind of really perfect uh, narrative bond with your, character, your, your protagonist. 
and there's some jokes because she she you know she even like almost implies like where are we going out here at night in the dark and he's like hey i've been raising you for like you know 17 yeah. years i'm not going to do all that just to murder you in a cave <laughs> yeah but so here's the thing i think the natural assumption at this point is that you think he's taking her to a ship and i right. i started thinking like is that the genius of this is that it's basically the same origin as superman, superman. except Unlike Superman, we don't know that when we start the book, so it's in, it's right. almost exciting to get the the the, the reveal I that hey, it, it must have been Bendis's intent because I thought the same exact yeah. thing. It's like you think, oh, yeah. this is leading up to here's your ship. We've we've got it buried out here in the forest or out in this cave, right. and I'm like, oh, that's really neat. And if if that's where it, where it went, I'd be like, that's really cool. But when he gets to the ship at the end and she sees this ship appear, of you know, it's been camouflaged and it comes comes it shows up. Yeah. And she's like, is that the ship I came to Earth in? That's exactly what she's thinking as well. But I've been thinking mm-hmm. that for pages. So that's that's how well in tune that Bendis and Walker are with writing the yep. characters where we're thinking the same thing she is and we're doing it for a long time. And then he says, no, that's the ship I came in. And then the final page is him in his Ran. Yeah, Ranian. Yeah, his Ranian outfit. And I'm like... He, he looks like a version of... of- Adam Strange. He does, yeah. He, it's Adam Strange gear, and I'm like, what, what? <laughs> so, and and this just adds more into it that we know that Man and Thanagar are constantly at odds, right? Like, so the fact like her dad is secretly from Ran. Yeah. We're, we're assuming this. We're assuming he's not like a Zeta beamed from Earth to there because that's a little bit too much, like Adam Strange. Yeah, no, he's he's clearly um, crashed. He's on a ship. There's a spaceship there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then the, this guy that's been living in her town is, is secretly from Thanagar, right? And, like, so what else cosmic is going to go on but, here? And we also, I think we're also right to assume that her adoptive father here is still adopted father. I don't think it's actually, yeah. you know, like, he's no. not. So, who her birth parents are is still up to, up in the air. Oh. <laughs> it's still open. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but at least right now I'm like, well, this was a swerve. Her adopted yep. father is from Rand. But, but, okay. So, so it involves the multiverse, right? Because it is D brings up the stuff about the multiverse. It involves Gem World, right? Him being from Thanagar kind of involves it in the Thanagar Prime kind of deal. And so it just makes me look at like Snyder and Snyder and, and Bendis and Walker kind of working. I'm building this tapestry going forward here, you know, of, of what it means yeah. in, I, in DC, you know? That's, and I think that's just why I was especially more hard on Justice League and why we, we get into that debate. Because I think this book, it has these big crazy reveals of, of like things that, you know, aren't answered yet. So it's a big cliffhanger. Every single reveal in this book, I was hanging in every single word of what was going on here. Mm-hmm. I was invested in what was happening, and every single time it did reveal something, I was, you know, I was going, "Oh shit!" I was, you know, I was reacting. I was, I wasn't mm-hmm. quite gasping. I'm not that much of an emotive reader, but <laughs> like, right. you know, I was feeling these things. I was feeling things as it was happening. Uh, I, I care because the character so invested in it, and it was every everything was hitting, hitting, hitting me hard throughout the issue. Yeah. I'm so into this book. This is one of the best books DC's putting out right now. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. I will, I will fight for that. Um, so, no, I love this issue. This was... Yeah. Yeah, when, once they got to, you know, he, he name-dropped Gem World, you know, and we have to assume that Naomi doesn't know what Gem World is. Yeah. You know? So, this all sounds like the ramblings of a crazy person. 
to her, but to us, it's like, oh man, um, suddenly Gym World means something after it not being around forever. I mean, pres- but Ben is coming through. I mean, she you could, know? she could be from Gym World. She she mm-hmm. could be uh, from Ran or Thanagar, right? And for some reason, when she came here, uh, or she or she is from Earth. But for some reason, right. there's a vested interest where this this deal that was made between D uh, and presumably our parents. Yeah. Because you know, he, he's clearly in on it. He clearly knows who she is and where she came yeah. from. Yep. Well, that's why he said stop asking questions. That's what that hall was about last time. You yeah. know? Because he knows he's, you know, if she comes asking, he's going to be straight with her. You know? Um, but yeah. And I'm starting to wonder if, if there's even more, like the next issue... Is gonna have some more because now we're we're half through, uh, uh, for six, right? It's six issues. Yeah, this first arc is six, and then there's a break, and then it'll be. Yeah. You know. So Naomi we're Turner, half through, and we and we see that we've seen that by the end of one issue, she's gonna have that gear on that we've seen teases of, you know. So. Yeah, I think it's gonna cover both five and six. So I imagine maybe yeah. the final page of five will be her mm-hmm. outfit, but. So. You know. So we're moving at a clip, but yeah. And the art in this one is just what it does with the shadows. Yeah. And like when mom busts in and it gets super bright and whatnot. Like it, it, not that I jumped, but it made for a shock. Like a legit, like, oh shit, mom's here. And there's a legit atmosphere. Obviously, I mentioned that stuff in the flashbacks with the clouds and him falling to earth, all that stuff. But even out in the forest going to the cave and it's dark and there's there's the cell phone light that's lighting their way. That stuff is like really atmospheric to the point where. It adds to the, the her suspicion, her the creepy vibe. Even yeah. though her dad's actually being, there's nothing. He's not saying anything creepy or doing anything creepy. No. But there's still this uneasiness to it, and it's in yeah. the art, and it, it it goes with how she's feeling in the moment. It's everything about this book so far has been pinpoint in in terms of its uh, yeah. its craft, I suppose. Yeah, I dare say that this is the best book monthly that DC's putting out. Like so it's in the top five easy. for sure. Um, so maybe top three i'd have to really sit there and think about it um but it has become one of the most excited books i have every month so mm-hmm. i no this was great this because uh, it, it's like i didn't know this was going to like thanagar or and ran is like a subject matters like i like, mean i i was really in the camp that it involved the legion of superheroes and i'm not even disappointed that we haven't gotten any hints there yet you know hell it still could like, next issue could be it's yeah, yeah. The Legion of Superheroes dropped you off in the future, and mm-hmm. you know we agreed to look after you. That could be what we talk about next issue. Yeah. Well, I just the way that that Bendis brings in the word multiverse here, mm. and then she even stutters it, like like she's never heard of the multiverse and whatnot. I'm feeling that's a key. She's from a different Earth, this. at least, or different. yeah, she's not. She's not from our dimension, I guess. Is yeah, you know, not from our our Earth, and you know. Um, I, I just feel, but that could just be a swerve waiting to happen. Yeah. Uh, but but no, it's it's great. Like when when we got the reveal that he's Thanagarian, and then you see him with the wingsuit on, and he's just this big bulky dude, and you're like, man, I want to I want a mini about that story, like mm. them going on these secret missions together and how they fell in love and where she went, you know. Um. But yeah. Uh no, uh, Naomi's great. What are you giving it, Matt? I'm gonna give it a ten. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't think I can quite give it a ten. I'm gonna give it a nine point five, but I loved it. 
I love it. It's the best yeah. issue that the run so far. It's been great so far. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Naomi, Naomi's fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Read it, people. Seriously. Uh, okay, that's it for the new issues. Uh, but we do have some punishment issues to go for. So, uh, Connor's going to take the, the solo uh, reigns here first. Uh, so, the reason why this is happening, by the way, is uh, on patreon.com slash TV, we can support us for as little as a dollar per month, but one of the higher tiers is that you can make me or Connor uh, read, a, read a comic book, uh, or, or both in uh, one case. So, uh, Connor's going to be reading Red Hood Outlaw on issue 30, which is Scott Lobdell writing. I never asked him before what the artist was. I asked, is it still Pete Woods? There he goes, Pete Woods. So, take it away. Yeah, and if you want the short version of why we're doing this, it's because people are dicks. You opened yourself up to it, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you're consenting in this. <laughs> yeah, Pete, Pete's gonna laugh here because um, a new issue that I consider a punishment issue that I have to do is on uh, you know on our other podcast elsewhere in the multiverse. Yes. And um. Also, a Lobdell book. You can, you can go to that. One of my biggest complaints in that, because we did that just on the last episode, was so many establishing captions, right? This has two in the first two panels. <laughs> and I just groaned. I went, ugh, why? Because it starts with the, with the stupid America caption that this has been doing. And then it has him jumping a fence, and it's, and it's a caption that says Mexico. I'm like, I can see the sign, uh, you know, that's telling me, you know, in this area is illegal. I, I didn't need the caption telling me that, that it was Mexico. You know, context. Piss me off. <laughs> um, and just, just uh, his dialogue. So he goes to Mexico. He, he meets this old woman. Um, she's, you know, it's the first, It's like a gas station. First, first place he finds. He's, uh, he's asking for directions to this place, uh, this uh, abandoned prison. And she's just like, oh, no, don't go there. No one goes there. No one with a soul. And he just goes, well, then I should be fine. And walks. I'm like, oh. So you can relate to the character Um, then. Yeah, thank you. I was just going to get that. (laughs) You can't even argue. I I can't, no. (laughs) I just, I got no words. Um, And then then we spend about three pages while he's driving just doing a um you know recap of the last like four or five issues all that uh stuff in the small towns the pie lady the mondays all that um and then he gets to the, the prison and and uh, he's like yeah shit happened here it's not not great blood everywhere the the, the splat indicates a sword um he keeps walking through, and he's like, nope, this wasn't a sword, it was an axe. And I groaned. I went, oh, for God's sake. Here comes Artemis. Uh, well, yeah. Well, it's um, kind of. It was a it, semi-flashback. It's like, oh, Artemis was here. And we do, like, almost a, a detective vision style. Do you know what was actually a really good way to liken it is? Uh, you know in, in Hannibal, the TV show? Yes, uh, I do not. Uh, Will do, he, Will does this thing where, you know, he sits there and he imagines the crime scene, but he's there, you know, uh, as well. Um, Jason basically does that, uh, and, and watches, you know, Artemis tearing this place up, but it's like, okay, what's going on here? And you know, th- there's absolutely no reason for him to do this. It's completely pointless. Um, 
And it's like, yeah, yeah, no way. This is a coincidence. Uh, you know, maybe it's just wishful thinking. You know, that, that Artemis and Bizarro were, you know, still alive somewhere. Q cut to another reality entirely, where there, there's a get old Artemis and then Bizarro, isn't there? Bizarro's still wearing his tank top. Artemis has uh, got a bit of a redesign, a bit of a haircut. She's uh, she's shaved one side of her head, so she's got the uh, you know the the, the the go over with the the comb. Yeah. Uh, like like in uh, what's her name in in, in Hunger Games? It's first Nally time I ever saw yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Dormer, there you go. Yeah, it's that haircut. And there's just one page of them doing this, going, "Oh yeah, if we if we're gonna keep fine, we'll we'll keep going." And I, you know, fine, we're getting back to them, which makes me get why, why would we bother re- renaming the book? Pointless. Um, and then you know, back in this reality, uh, Jason's finally confronted by Wingman. Which was the not Batman, um, right? And then next page, uh, and another character because you know it ends with a wingman kicking Jason in the face. Satisfying, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie, uh, knocks him out, and it says you know a few minutes later, and you know he's come around, he's tied up in a chair, you know the old usual, and it's basically wingman's going, yeah, no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not here to give you shit. We, we want you back in Gotham. Not everyone agrees with Batman's methods. Come and uh, give us a hand. You know, come and tend the lunatics in asylum. Um, it, it, it points out here, you know, it brings awareness that uh, Wingman was, uh, an, you know, Jason was Wingman at some point passing uh, Batman Incorporated. And then the wall attacks Wingman. I, I mean that literally. The bricks fly off the wall and attack Wingman. I thought you meant the man the wall came in with a swing an axe or something like that. <laughs> uh, and then the bricks start coming at Jason, but they go through Jason, but destroy the chair that he sat on. And it's like, right, okay, what's going on there? So he starts wandering around the prison, he gets back to exploring, and finds a lot of Yeah, you know, he has a bit of a tussle on the way. So, uh, well, a tension tussle. He's got a sword out, by the way. can't. Uh, then this dog comes up and starts growling. Yeah, oh, Connor's mic starting to shorten out again. Uh-huh. <laughs> that sentence was just dwindling as it went on. Uh, which is bunker. It's in. Can you even hear us that we said that there? I don't know. About a new fifty-two. He's, um, he's just still talking. He's not even. He's, he's not even going. listening to his. He's just going. His audio's went. <laughs> What's that? Your mate was dwindling, and we started talking about. You just kept going as if you couldn't hear us. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, I had no sound, and I realized and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, um, we remained a few sentences. But where did where did I get up to? Uh, Matt, were you paying attention? Did did I do no. the dog? I was reading theories about Endgame. <laughs> How dare you on the DC podcast, Matt? How dare you? You, yo, you tell me what bigger DC movie's coming out this year than Endgame. Shazam. Bigger? Uh, I mean... Shut, shut your mouth. <laughs> no one's arguing. Bigger here, come on. Yeah. Shazam's aiming for a 50 million opening. <laughs> Alright, not bigger, but better. We'll see. Again, let's see. So the last thing we heard was... Um... I'm not even gonna lie. I was paying attention. <laughs> Does the dog ring any bells? No, not really. 
Okay. Well, he runs into a dog. He's got his katana out, and he's about to, you know, the dog looks like it's going to attack him. And then he's like, no, dogs, got to love them. And sticks his hand out, and now he's got a pet dog. Uh, but then, you know, he keeps walking through the, the prison, and he runs into Bunker, who was on the Teen Titans at mm-hmm. the start of the new Scott Liddell. Yeah. yeah. Well, presumably, I love that. That's what you said, New 52. I remember hearing that pop yeah. in. Yeah, the rest of the sentence wasn't there, though. <laughs> it was like, no. something, something, something. No, 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 no. Right, okay. Um, so yeah, he goes to pull the, the emergency release to let Bunker out because he's in this like big uh, like test tube style thing. Um, and then, you know, his quote-unquote father, maybe, thing that was in the last arc shows up. Um, he's like, yeah, that's not a good idea. Um issue bunker's looking unconscious in this tube you know he's in you know one of those sites you know he's in the the liquid all hooked up to wires like what's going on but he had the power to control the bricks uh, yeah in in the scene before but (laughs) Huh. I mean, I, I appreciate Labelle trying to bring back a character like that. I did like Bunker. That was probably the the highlight of that Teen Titans run. He was. Um, fine. I wouldn't say I liked yeah. him. dislike him. Well, he was a nice new character that matched well with this, you know, not my hashtag, not my Teen Titans version of the team. You know, yeah. it was far from the worst thing about that book. I'll definitely yeah. say that. I mean, you had you had an, an insect girl. With an unpronounceable name, because I can't remember what it was. Mm, you like, did, didn't you? That was pretty bad. No, so. my problem is, I thought all the bricks that he conjured were purple. They were. And that was Lobdell's thing. Yeah, yeah, this here, it's you know, you you can see it very clearly. The bricks are being ripped from the wall and thrown around the room, and and being made so that they can go through Jason but hit the chair. Right. And. Well, they're psionic. I remember that much. Yeah, and they weren't just real kind of bricks, were they? Like, conjuring them from the real world, you know, from from his mind, basically. Yeah. But they were solid. Like, he would make barriers out of them. He yeah, would, yeah, yeah. Of course, they're yeah. Solid. yeah. They were like yeah, Green Lantern-esque, right, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, like constructs. Yeah. Um, yeah. From what I remember, anyway. But uh, So th- this is why I was confused here when I'm like, but those are actual bricks just off a wall. Has Lobdell forgotten the rules of his own creation? Or maybe because it's New 52, he's changing it because it's no longer that. Could be. I mean, well, I'll, I, I suppose I'll find out. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> Thank you, David. Dick. What are you rating it? This sounds went again. Oh, no, he's not. He's just thinking. I was just really thinking okay. about it. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that'll take us on to the other Patreon pick issue, which is something that both me and Connor are, are, have been forced to read. Yeah, screw you too, Tyler. <laughs> that is Nightwing issue 53, Scott Lobdell writing uh, with... <laughs> Connor got a, daily, uh, a double dose. I know, I know. And I read, like, you know, I read Lobdell like three days ago for the last show. Oh, a bit longer than that now, but... Yeah, but, but Generation X, man, that's different. Yes. You say that like it's good. Yeah, uh, actually, Scott Adele did the plot. Fabian says it, 
did the script, and then Travis Moore and Patrick Zutcher did the art. Up, up, up until you get to the art, it's 90s as mm-hmm. hell. I mean, Travis Moore's fairly nice. All right. I thought I was going to react to that. Yes. So I, 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 I did too. Yes. So I just I, I left it left it hanging for him. Um, Search is definitely not. No. Anyway, uh, so the the last issue ended with with uh, you know this Nightwing cop jumping down while whilst Rick is looking for this cab driver who's went missing in this bad part of town, and there's a lot of really bullshit narration here with Rick kind of <laughs> like you know like. Uh, did I look as good in that outfit kind of thing? It's, it's bullshit yeah, like that. It is bullshit. Yeah, can't go away. Um, so, like, did, I look, did I look this cool when I was wearing that? Yeah. There's a, there's a dumb line coming up later, which I'll, I'll get to. So, oh, only... Well, there's one that stuck out to me that I wanted to mention. That doesn't mean it's the only dumb line in the book. So, Rick gets handcuffed to the, the, the cab uh by this this nightwing cop of course rick immediately pulls his hand out of it and goes oh i guess this dick grayson was something of an escape artist yeah, uh, not, not so it's how muscle memory works but mm-hmm. okay yes yes uh new rick cop is or new nightwing cop is is shit at what he's doing he falls through the skylight when he's trying to survey what's going on uh and we, we have this gang who's kidnapped the the cab driver and you know nightwing starts to fight them and then Rick comes in and tries to free the cab driver. Nightwing cop grabs one of their submachine guns and starts firing it about the place. And just, just, just before we go too much further, yes. do do we get a reason why they kidnapped the cabbie? Yeah, they had to talk about it. They say that they they sell off parts of the cab as well as parts of him on the black market. Okay, yeah, I mean, oh, God, sure, but as he points out, you know, oh, is there a big market for seventy-six-year-old kidneys? It seems really poorly thought out. Are you surprised? I mean, a little. I, I think typically the, the, these gang members. I'm not saying they're necessarily smart. I'm saying they can see where the 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 most money is, and that is in healthy young organs. You would assume. This is a. Uh, this is the next scene actually when they go to the hospital and Rick's there visiting the cab driver. Um. And he says, are you sure that Nightwing guy was the real deal to the cab driver, the old dude? He's like, I heard Nightwing was young and much hotter. And I'm just like, it's not so much that I don't think Dick Grayson would crack a joke about being attractive, because he, he would. It's just, this is like the most inane way to say that sentence. It, there's, there's no creativity, there's no... Um, you know, like if you were joking, if you were making this joke yourself, you'd say something like, I don't know. I heard this Nightwing was much more dashing, or something. You know, you would you would crack that sort of joke to it, but it just says horror. It's like the, it's like a twelve year old. I don't know. I and just... then also heard Nightwing was young, not younger. Young, young. Yeah, so that's, that, that, that sounded weird. So very stilted about the whole thing. Um, and Rick ends up going on a date with his barmaid uh, that he's been chatting up. Uh, they've been kind of bonding because it's like, oh, everyone else I know like, has this look in their eyes where they want me to be Dick Grayson again. Uh, so he ends up flirting with her and he buys she buys him a burrito because he's poor. And then he's all like, oh, thanks for the burrito. And there's like a moment. Yeah, there's a bit when, when he when he rushes into the you know, the, where the gang members are. They're like, ah, get out of here, you bum. And he's like, oh, yeah, maybe I do need a change of clothes. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, 
Meanwhile, Nightwing Cop has actually been injured, so he runs to his buddy who refused to join him. Because we know we're getting a team of Nightwings based on the covers and stuff in the future. Yeah. Um, so presumably he will end up being this, this dude. Uh, the ultimate thing, though, is a guy goes to the bar named Tiny, who's an alcoholic, and even though he was there drinking, he's still going to the uh, the AA meetings, and the final scene of the book is that he goes to this AA meeting, and it turns out the doctor there, who's using a fake name, is Scarecrow, and releases the fear toxin gas at the end, and that's the issue. That's... This this seems like really small potatoes for Crane. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go after the AA meeting. <laughs> I assume he's got a bigger plan that's going to spiral out of this. I mean, I'm sure he's got more. I'm just, sure he's got just, more uh, going on. It seems like a really low key starting point for him. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, it didn't take too long to read. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. It, it, like, I don't want to say it flowed because I don't want to say that either. But it. You know, some some of these bad think, books you read and it's like, oh, this feels like it's twice as long as a as an issue. It it flowed in the sense that the scenes all made sense. <laughs> Structurally it flowed. Sure. But it was too the dialogue was stilted and all over the place, which may, meant that it didn't flow in terms of reading it. Yes. And then on top of that, uh as thunder happens at Matt's house or something like that. I don't know what's going on over there. But yeah, it sounds sounds like the garbage is, is coming. They don't yeah. send the recycling and the garbage at the same time. So so, yeah, and obviously, I mean, everything with Rick is just, obviously it's been frustrating since issue 50, we've complained about it ad nauseum, I, I feel like the, the only new thing to add here is that we have Rick, like, con- consistently basically belittling what his past was, and actually going, oh hey, this cop's become Nightwing, I guess I don't have to worry about that now, I don't have to feel guilty that there's no Nightwing anymore, that's basically his attitude. Pretty much. Not that we had any signs that he was feeling guilty about it anyway. Nah, 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 I mean, maybe guilt's the wrong word. Maybe it's just that, oh, he doesn't have to be pestered by other people to be Nightwing now, because there's a Nightwing. You know, that's, sure. that's him. He's, he's, he's off scot-free, essentially. Um, no uh, puns for Mr. Miracle intended. So, it's just... Uh, it's a frustrating read. It's it's unpleasant to read. It's an unpleasant version of the character as it has been the whole time. This issue is no better or worse than the last one. It's just the same kind of bleh. Mundane bullshit. It could be worse, but it also could be a lot better. <laughs> mm. Which I, I, I guess lands us to the ratings where it's probably like a, a 3 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. 3.5 if you're being generous, but Probably a three. Yes, do you feel it being generous, I guess? Not really, no. Yes. I didn't really mention the art much. It's fine. I mean, it's fine. There was one bit where Nightwing Cop kicked the gang members, mm-hmm. and his leg was at a really weird, unnatural angle that stuck out to me. But, I mean, it's fine for the most part. Sure, I, I, was, just, I was just preparing for, for the, the end of the show there. Yeah. And realised that there's no variant covers in in in, in the book. Huh. In what book? Yeah, you know, at the start. You know, usually they're they're at the front. Are they not? They would notice. Yeah. Let me just have a quick. You just you just reminded me. I feel like at my cover of the week. I mean, I only have four to choose from. So. 
I guess I best get Diamond up, but we have to. That's, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna have to look at previews and because because I suspect that there's probably a, a decent variant or two. There often is. Yeah, I mean, even even out of three books, I would suspect that at least one of them will be good. Well, I mean, that does naturally take us on then to uh, the best stuff of the week. What we do here is we pick our favourite panel slash moment, our best art, best cover, and top five books of the week. Although this week it won't be top five. It'll just be ranking all the books we read because yes. there wasn't enough, <laughs> uh, to put it simple. Um, so, oh, hello. Yeah, yeah, I think I, think, I, think I know what you just looked at because uh-huh. cover's an easy choice. Cover may very well be an easy choice. Uh, Neoba doesn't even have a variant, so no uh, minis don't get them. Uh, only for the first issue, minis get them, and Naomi does technically count as a mini, even though they never yeah. solicit that. I think they well, and it was those. it was Lupacino, so yeah, that was the variant of the first one. So, all right, panel slash moment then, Matt. So uh, I'm gonna go from Naomi, and it's gonna be the Thanagar reveal, where you see mm-hmm. the full full in his wing costume. And whatnot. Such a cool moment. As opposed to the Ran reveal at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Connor. Well, I've got two, so I don't know if you want to go first and then I can talk about the other one in case it's one of them. Yeah, I, I love the easy one to you guys. I don't want to take it. Well, no, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going from Naomi as well. I know what people think oh. the obvious one is. I, I know exactly what the obvious one is, but I'm going with uh, uh, Thanagarian falling through the sky when he arrived on Earth. I think that yeah. page is beautiful. So, uh, which which one would you say is the obvious? Because I think both of my options are the obvious ones. Oh, it's this Jarl Robin. I mean, come on. Okay, so that was obviously one of them. The other one, that dragon. Yeah, from Aquaman. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. like goddamn. Can't fault it. Um, best cover of the week then, Matt. So I'm I'm gonna go with the. It's a little probably a little cheating, but the Justice League triptych of the uh, sixth dimension. That is cheating. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. Well, if it's not, then the, the center one with the two Superman with Mixipidlick doing a, a happy, put his, you know, click his heels together jump. Because technically yeah. you pick three covers. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I just said. More specifically, yeah. the middle one. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the Batman variant. Yeah, it's the Batman variant. The yeah. I hadn't seen it before now because obviously, like I said, it wasn't yeah. at the front of my issue, and I had to, and I was, I'd, I'm used to just seeing them when I read them. Yeah, Dave Johnson's variant for Batman is the stunning black and white image of Batman standing on top of a building, uh, looking down at the oh, sea. It's, it is gorgeous. That's good. It's wallpaper, Wally. That's how good that is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, best best art of the week then, Matt. I'm gonna go Naomi. As am I. Naomi gets it for me too. Connor. Guestly weeks for Batman. <laughs> it's a good second choice. Batman yeah. got a point from Connor, not from us. That makes me laugh. Uh, so top five so or Naomi. Top, top, <laughs> top top four or three in Connor's case books of the week. Go on, Matt. Uh, one Naomi, two Justice League, three Aquaman, four Batman. Connor. Yeah, it's uh, it's Justice League then Aquaman. And then Batman, yes. Uh, uh, my number one is Naomi for sure. Number two is Aquaman. Number three is Batman. Number four is Justice League. <laughs> no, 
Oh, it's almost getting too fun. It's almost getting too fun. All right. Uh, so that is uh, is uh, that. Although we did ask on Twitter for for folks mm-hmm. uh, for for your you the people. They they better be saying Justice League. <laughs> I just don't get half a, I don't know if I can do it with half a can, but you, the people. Is that Banish? Is that kind of Banish? I don't know. Um, it's I saw, terrible, that's what it was. I watched Donnie Rise recently. I had an okay Ben impression sometimes. Review coming very soon. Oh, it's already up on Patreon for patrons. Up? Yeah. There you go. Review there. Yes, for Donnie Rise. Uh, you think Donnie's is your ally? Anyway, uh, so. Uh, we asked on the Twitters uh, about people's favourite DC books, and I mean, you know, one person did say Justice League. Who? Name them, so, nice. I, so I can applaud their, their right choice. At Matt Barry sucks. Good man. He he himself is Matt Barry, for the record. He's not insulting someone else. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, there, there's also there's a, a, a sports writer that does a lot of fantasy talk named Matthew Barry, so... Either way, it works. Sure. A lot of people don't like him. So, uh. everyone else though who responded to this tweet said Naomi. But what did Talking Superman also say? <laughs> well, that's right. Talking Superman said Naomi is the most solid book out right now. But Electric Warriors had an amazing twist that was the highlight of the week, and I know you guys won't talk about it. <laughs> That was the exact. So I did, Which I did basically a little homework meant there. You've, you've ensured Matt's going to talk about it now. Yes, Matt's going to talk. Yeah. Matt looked it up to see what the twist was. Yeah, so, yep, I did. So, so just in case, if you were if you weren't expecting spoilers yeah. for Electric Warriors, but now that it's going to happen, spoilers yep. are about to happen for Electric Warriors. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess this is a story about um, it's in the far flung future, and uh, and planets send gladiators to fight each other, and uh, Who sent you Superman? know. The, well, no, it was It's not just Superman. So, Firestorm ends up showing up, and you come to find out that when the gladiators die, it's a bit Hunger Gamesy. Like they do this, so there's no more war. Uh, but they're going to give like a, a proper death. But it turns out that no, that Firestorm has kind of sold out all these gladiators out, and that the bodies get turned into food for for the for the worlds. And so it it's not this noble death that they were promised. And uh, the heroes of the book end up being able to split Firestorm, right? And get him out of the Matrix. And you want to guess who makes up Firestorm? So it's not who you think. Well, one of them Superman, because you said it's not just Superman. Yeah, it's, it's Superman and Lex Luthor. And it's not just regular Superman. It's Sun God Superman from DC 1 million. And he, he's all withered. He, he looks like... He's seen better days, and Lex looks like Lex, right? I'm so glad so, I read this book. Yeah. So what has <laughs> happened that has caused Lex to overpower Sun God Superman, who, according to Grant Morrison, is basically, you know, the most powerful being in existence that enables him to, to let Lex become Firestorm in this weird future. So there we go. Talked about it on the show. <laughs> All right. Well, just to hear some other people who said Naomi. Uh, uh, at Booster Green, Naomi, I'm excited for every page turn because anything can happen. And actually, that's a, that's a really interesting point is that because it is this original character and we don't know anything about her, the story can literally go anywhere. And I really felt that this issue. It was like, oh, Thanagar. Oh, Ran. Oh, shit. 
Like all of a sudden, and then Ooh, at Gym World, the, the Multiverse, <laughs> at yeah. Philosoph Pop, Naomi Three from the mundane to the cosmic in one issue. Plus, I felt the same tension she felt when her parents wouldn't explain things directly. That's kind of going back to what I was saying about always kind of being in her shoes every time you know she would ask a question and no one would answer, or you know you're kind of with her the entire time. Uh, but yeah, so thank you very much, very much for that, guys. Uh, so always look out at DC Comics Podcast on Twitter for, for the question that comes every week. Mm-hmm. And normally this week will be uh, uh, where we where we ask for questions. We didn't do that this month because we had to be done earlier. Uh, although it ended up being a kind of a meteor episode that I thought it was going to be anyway. Yeah, uh, we're brushing up to my exit time. So. Yes. So that that is the show though. That's been episode one four seven. So yeah, guys on the Twitter's at DC Comics Podcast. Supporters over at Patreon, patreon.com slash TV. You can get some bonus stuff at the five dollar tier. You get to the monthly episode with me and Connor talking about a trade or a collection. We just did Batman Court of Owls, which was episode nineteen, I think, of that. So there's nineteen of them there now you can get access to. Um yeah, check out Elsewhere in the Multiverse, which is me and Carr talking about comics from other publishers. And check out Television for the Multiverse, which is me and Carr talking about DC TV shows. So that's your your multiverse family of shows. Basically, podcasts. hell yeah, Doom Patrol. Yes, hell yeah, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol is very good, guys. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, before anything else, what, what's next week, Pete? That's a good point. What is next week? Yes, I haven't done that yet. Uh, so coming up next week, and this is important because there's actually two episodes coming next week. So, uh, Thursday night, early Friday, you'll be getting a special episode all about mm-hmm. Detective Comics 1000, like we did for Action last year, so look out for that. And then the regular I episode... I need to figure out how many covers I'm going to buy. That's true. The regular <laughs> episodes... What the hell was that noise? Uh, the regular episode, <laughs> which is coming... It's the garbage! They're still here! Okay, but that was louder. They're that was... taking their sweet time. That was a louder noise. So the regular episode, though, will feature Heroes in Crisis issue 7, Action Comics 1009, Wonder Woman 67, The Flash 67, Batgirl 33, The Terrifics 14, The Silencer 15, Shazam number 4, uh, DLH for Hero number 1, Freedom Fighters issue 4, and Martian Manhunter issue 4. And if I feel like after that big list of comics, I might fit in Batman Damned issue 3, but I ain't making promises. Yeah. So... There you go. Also, uh, also I out think next... Batman Dam's been pushed anyway. Oh, has it? Oh, never mind then. Uh, also out next no, week that we will not be covering is Justice League Odyssey issue 7 and Batman Beyond issue 30. So, uh, big week next week. This is the, the Next week is the polar opposite of this week. Yep. Yeah. And uh, for anyone interested, um, Mira Tidebreaker, uh, which mm-hmm. is the first of the DC Inc. books, is out next week. And the Super Sons, the Polar Shell Project, which is Zoom's first one. Oh, yes, you're right. I didn't see that one. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah. Yep. Bus, bu- bustling and, week uh, next week. But Matt will not be on that main episode. No. Nope. He's actually skipping the next two main episodes because yep. uh, mainly he's an awful person. Well, it's mainly his wife's fault. Let's be honest. <laughs> the second one. Well, well the, second the first one's is. not. The first yeah. one is I'm going to WonderCon. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's her fault. That it's two weeks in a row. <laughs> yes. And then and then the following week is Disneyland, which so. Matt didn't fight that much. Let's be honest. No, not, not really. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get to meet Captain Marvel. I'm going to get to see Star Wars land. You know, not going to get to go in. It's not open yet, but yeah. I'm going to look at it. Like, <laughs> I was going to look at it longingly. Yeah, uh, yes, I am. So, yeah, that's the show. That's episode 147. Um, 
I say you can go to Patreon, you can also support us by liking, subscribing, and uh, commenting, all that kind of thing, sharing us out. Uh, but that is us, so thank you once again for watching and listening, we always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics, guys, and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. Star Wars still sucks. <sighs> Cynical is doom. And Pete, Pete's doom as well. Thank you.